Hi, y'all. This is Sam Johansson. I'm just uh, going to say right now, don't listen to these fellas on GeekCast Live. They are bad, bad, bad. I would not endorse them. I would not listen to them. I would not give them the time of day. I would not help them pick up their lily whites if they fell down around their friends in front of everyone. Don't listen to them. They're trouble. First of all, these guys are so rude. Each one of them basically says that they hate your mama. I've heard at least one of them say the F word, and I don't mean financial instability. I mean the real thing. Don't trust them. Listen to that opening music. Is that something you want to hear? You want to listen to that? It's offensive. It's, 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 it, darn, it's offensive. It's bad stuff. Now, you want to listen to some good, uh, commentary? You want to listen to some really good radio? You listen to them boys at the Sci-Fi Podcast. They have way less episodes. They is way less prepared every time. And these guys, the Geek Casper, uh, Geek Casper Live, I think is what it is. These guys at Geek Cast Live, they have so many episodes because they got so much content. They work hard at it. They think they're great because they is. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. Nothing. So don't give them support. They don't need it. They got the rest of the America. You know, and and some of these other guys like the Sci-Fi Podcast and like We Deal in Lead, they got nothing. They got no listeners. They got no friends. These guys that Geekcast Live, they all have friends. That my mom loves all of them, and my mama don't love no one. So, go- <laughs> how long can I do this? It says one forty-five. Now one fifty. That's a long time for me to do a terrible accent. But congratulations on your 200th episode. You, uh, I don't know, your 200 episodes? Is that better? Should I just end with that or should I say what you guys are? You wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. Hey, Daryl. What? We're doing a promo. Another promo. Wow, you really, you really working. We we're not no. doing a movie now. No, I don't think it's a movie promo. No, we're going to promote something else. Although I guess we're not really promoting it because we're actually on their show right now. If this is being played, assuming that they haven't listened to it first, because if they had, they probably had the good Oops. sense not to play it because you know it's us. But uh, there I, is that. I think we're here to celebrate something, aren't we, guys? Kwanzaa. Uh, close. It is Black History Month. What? Uh, Black Panther Day? Very, very close, because it does involve some level of geekery. We are here because uh, GeekCast Live is celebrating their 200th episode. Guys, 200 episodes. Do you know what that means? That they recorded 200 times? Absolutely correct. They have recorded 200 times. Wow. So we want to give a shout out to everybody at GeekCast Live. To Ryan, uh, Rob Bass, and Leroy, Cart- Cartoon Joe, Jimmy. What about Ray Ray? Oh, Ray Ray went. He he quit the show. Ali. Okay. Know, okay. Craig. <laughs> wow, Craig too. Got How about Othello? Othello. Othello. Yes. Kind of got. Uh, he kind of got uh, in trouble with a woman and uh, <laughs> didn't work I, out I, well. I, I heard I heard something about triplets. That's usually what happens when you mm. drink too much. Which I think that they are not so loath to do on GeekCast Live. I believe that uh, libations no, will be had. I'm sure that, uh, again, if they are letting this play. Well, congratulations, Keisha. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> Keisha. 
and Lee and what? <laughs> Very Lee close. And Wishes. Very close. And uh, Lafon. Yes. Um, <laughs> T Dog. Yes. Um, Damn, man, it's just so many of them over there that I yeah. wanted. It's a very diverse crew. It's a very thing. diverse crew. So yes, it is so diverse. It's it's, it's actually with Carlos, so much, man, uh, all those you, people on. It's a, it's weird that they even yo, got to two hundred episodes. I'm I'm saying our love and congratulations to the Geekcast Live yes. crew. Congratulations, That's guys! Right. You've earned it. You have so earned it. So two hundred more. Jerome, man, I'm so glad that you were able to get on there and do your thing, man. Yep. Congratulations. Yes. Geekcast Live, keeping it real for 200 episodes. It's a trap! Welcome to the 200th episode of Jed Butler from New Hampshire had an idea. <laughs> I am your host, GCR, and with me, as always, Rob Bass. It's Alex Yard. And Cartoon Joe. <laughs> we are, we are, uh, we have a full house of guests with us at the moment. Guests will be coming and going like Ray Archie for the remainder of this episode. And uh, so if you're here, say, say hi. 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 Hello. So did I eat up my five minutes yet? Or? Uh, no, it starts now. Right now. <laughs> it starts as soon as you it's a, it's, a, it's a soft five, if anything. You start talking, the clock starts. Yeah. Oh. So burn it. Did you, say, did you say it's five when it's soft? When is it when it's hard? Hmm. Yes. Uh, I like a runny yolk. <laughs> Word. But girthy. <laughs> you had to make it weird. Like a good, a good girthy. Yeah. yeah. I'm around. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, do, I do the five by five. I find that's really what. That. <laughs> oh Done. man, that's red five standing by. <laughs> hey, we're, red lobster standing by. Oh, you beat me to it, there, Rob. Why isn't there a? Uh, uh, why is there this thing with with Jed Porkins? Where why doesn't he fly a double X wing? How long have you been saving that one up there? Uh, that, uh, Two hundred episodes. Talk- yeah, for this uh, episode, yeah. <laughs> he's sitting on yep. it. He's planned this from the beginning. <laughs> Hey Porkins, uh, you should fly a double X wing, and then all the other walk Sorry. off like sad Charlie Brown. <laughs> Porkins died for the galaxy. I'll have that's, been, that's true. Someone on my six, I can't turn my head. <laughs> Say ship ramrod. Say ship ramrod. <laughs> Porkins, the Barbara of. Of uh, the galaxy. Anyway, hello everyone. Hi. How oh, I missed you guys. We have some of our our favorite and most frequent guests with us right now. We have Alex Yard. Hey. 
Wait. Who's when, down when, to two and a half minutes? <laughs> we've got, we've got <laughs> catchphrase, catchphrase. Hello. Which 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 one is Alex? Your favorite or your most frequent? Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'll yes. let Ryan answer that one. Uh huh. Yes. You're all our favorites. Oh, Rob. Oh, you're such a charmer. The politician. Uh. <laughs> we have the here. Hey. Hello. Hello. Is it peacock colored? Uh, right now, it's like a fire color. It's like bright, bright red, and then it goes into like neon, uh, like orange and yellow. So it kind of goes from like gradient. <laughs> kind of like a firestorm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to install a black light in here. A little glow. <laughs> yeah, it glows, it glows in black. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. I'm always leery of the black lights. Word. Because <laughs> I have cats. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh good, to, good to qualify that one. <laughs> <laughs> Bald-faced lie. Good save. Yeah, I have no cats. I know how you feel about cats. <laughs> I do. Hey, cat. Major chicken. No. Oh, too much? Is it too much? Too soon. Too soon. Okay, animal <laughs> Body positivity? Check. We have a uh, we have no rhyme or reason to this episode. It's kind of just it's it's honestly it's a celebration of us, and and with that we bring on our favorite people to laugh and have fun. So oh, that's awesome! Yeah, well, I'm glad they? to be among this great fellowship. <laughs> yeah, oh, I like that. A, should be we have a fellowship. Got, we have, is there is there nine of us? If not, there needs to be. Uh, and my axe. Not yet, but soon. <laughs> right. Because I'm clearly Boromir. <laughs> Wait, does that make like Ned Stark? Uh, well, you've got some lucky, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Truly. I die in nine you're, you're guaranteed not to make it to the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 008. <laughs> God, I forgot that one. Remember that? It was yeah. Goldeneye. Wasn't it Goldeneye? Yeah, yeah. No. Was it Goldeneye? I know it was it was definitely Pierce Brosnan. He was like 008 or something. I think it was Goldeneye. It was Goldeneye. It was Goldeneye. That sounds yeah. Goldeneye. Yeah. yeah. And then he shows up later with a scar. So he's evil, you know? Yeah. Well, that's how you know. As it was. Yeah, easy. as it is. <laughs> Those Brosnan right. bonds were such shit. I didn't say Pierce wasn't cool. I said those bonds were shit. Goldeneye <laughs> was awesome. Better, better, better game guys. than movie, but yeah. Oh, really? Better game than? Well, okay, yeah. I hear you. I heard that backwards when you said it. So <laughs> my game and say it. No, I mean, it was. was better. It, it still stands as a top tier game. So <laughs> and it has two yeah. X Men. So there's that. Ryan, that would be a fun game. Movies that Sean Bean lives through when he's not being cleverly thwarted by Nick Cage, of course. Oh, so not na- not National Treasures, right? Is there ever been a movie that is more apt to nap through than National? Oh, oh God, no! If it you, is the perfect napping movie. It is. If you put that movie on, fall right to sleep. That's a, that's a rainy Sunday afternoon. And I'm not taking anything away from the movie. I actually enjoy that movie. But the it's I've never made the it first past. one of the like the sequels. I it's it's, it's massively unriveting. 
I've never made it past the first time you see Harvey Keitel. <laughs> <laughs> For at least a little bit, somebody's got to go to prison. I had a gut check recently. From Harvey um, Keitel? No, no. Well <laughs> you know, 33 years ago today, the never-ending story came out. Can you imagine? 33 years ago. Betrayu! Betrayu! <laughs> the nothing! 33, 33 years ago, dude. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm old. Thanks. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely. That's why I was like, wow. I think most of us are in that boat. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize it was that much older than I am. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. Well, yeah, I was I was pretty fairly well creeped out by Falcor for several years as a as a youngster. Old Falcor. Where's this going? <laughs> I just yeah. <laughs> is this the second phase of the naughty touch? <laughs> Why I don't have backlights? <laughs> wow! You guys okay. went there, not me. Well, well there's my five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had to get You just take this all across the like moral landscape. <laughs> Oh, oh goodness! Hey, pork! Oh. It's, it's like a robot chicken sketch. Oh, yeah. Alex, while why you're here, before you duck out, um, because all things you know, uh, Marvel and DC. What are you looking forward to in Marvel Disney World? Anything? Or are you just? Uh, are you, what, uh, well, it'll be opening night. Um, well, is there anything else that you're looking forward? You to? know, I'm looking forward to everything. I'm looking forward to Venom. They're gonna have a trailer tomorrow uh, for Venom. Uh, Tom Hardy should be solid. Um, Hopefully they don't screw up Venom this time. <laughs> I've heard, I've I don't. Heard great things. I, I've heard. I've heard great things, and I, I think that um, you know, uh, you know, you know, past this prologue, I think you know, Marvel has been doing a solid job. So um, I look forward to it. I mean, I loved Homecoming. Um, you know, and I think they understand the character and Tom Hardy. I saw this uh, video of him in Brazil. They had a Brazil comic. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have the amazing swag. Everybody got this awesome We Are Venom t-shirt at the place. And then they put huge, you know how they have those huge banners that go over you? I mean, that would freak me out. I've never been under one of those things, like in a stadium. Mm -hmm. Like this whole huge thing goes unfurled and like We Are Venom, you know? And it was like, it was amazing. It was like that crowd was like electric. And he couldn't be there because he was, he was taping something, in, you know, in between, you know, filming the movie. But he took time to do a video thing with the crowd. And he seemed really kind of like, it's like not just kind of phoning it in because he was actually phoning it in because it was a video call. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but he seemed to really like know about the character, embrace the character. And he knows the stakes are big. Disney knows the stakes are big. You know, Marvel, they know. They know He's people a really love good that. actor, so that so, has a yeah. probability of being yeah. pretty damn Yeah, he, he, he really can't do wrong. You couldn't get, um, like, AAA kind of talent actors to do. Not everybody wants to do a comic book movie, and everybody wants a franchise, and everybody sees, like, how... How, they, how, they managed to fall, how they managed to fall so far, then, from, from spinning out such a really nice film that was Wonder Woman, and then... 
you know, stepping on their proverbial crank the rest of the way. How is that? How is that? I blame, I blame, you know, a, a lot of things. And, and, you know, again, I'm not that much of a, a like kind of, oh, this is terrible because there's things that I, I love. Superman, the things I loved about Justice League. Um, they were troubled. They had a lot, they had a lot of problems. Um, but you know, again, you know, for me, it's like, you know, when I go buy a comic, you know, on Wednesday, you know, when I get my pull list and, you know, every issue doesn't have to be knock my socks off, but, you know, at least I get the continuity. I get what's in there. I appreciate what's in there because I like the world. I like what they're doing. And there's more good than bad there. And I'm not going to give up just because I got a couple of issues that weren't so hot. You know, you don't, you don't get it all the time. And I think that they need a fight. And we talked about this before. They need a Feige over there and not Jeff Johns. Yeah, because Jeff True. Johns, he's a good writer. Like I love his green, green lantern stuff. Like blackest night is like, you know, between that and um, Emerald Twilight are my two favorite lantern, like, you know, books. And that he was, that was him. And I appreciate him as a writer. But, you know, he, they need a Feige who is kind of in between the talent. Let, let, let me give you an example. Feige was the one that brought, um, you know, they were sitting around at the table and, you know, he was Chadwick for uh, Black Panther. And that was spot on, right? I mean, can I, I can't imagine anything now. And now I'm sure I'm going to see in the film. I can't see anybody else as Chadwick. But Chadwick Boseman is Black Panther, like Tony Stark is, you know, um, you know, Robert Downey Jr. As far as you know, everybody's concerned, right? Yeah. So when you get oh, that yeah. kind of thing, and when you bring in, um, you bring the kind of talent that they have in that movie, like you know, they've got Kendrick Lamar doing the soundtrack. That's unreal. They got right. I mean, it's crazy. Um, yeah, but the one know, thing they um, got going Cooper doing was like. Acting. Yeah, but dude, like the one thing they got going with Feige is that Feige, he's like, you know, he's been in the movie industry for like decades before the Marvel Studios thing even happened. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, he, yeah, you, you're right. Um, Jeff Johns is a good writer, but, you know, he doesn't have the movie chops. Of this, you know, they need to they need to start tapping like the people who like kind of who weren't like the on the exec side. They, they need, yeah, they, they need somebody that can see both. Like like I said, Feige, he has his, he gets the creators. I think he loves these movies. I've seen him at conventions. This guy loves this shit. Sure, he's making a shit ton of money. Of course, he's gonna love it. But I, I, you know, I kind of feel like it's it's more than that. Like it's yeah. important that they make like a, a product that you know gets that that serves you know the fans, but also gets uh, you know the casual fan. That also gets the diehards. I mean, you can't you can't please everybody, and you're gonna go crazy if you try. And the the, the example is like you said, you know, um, if you look at Batman versus Superman uh, and Justice League, there's such a leap between the two as far as tone and everything else. It's like you know, I mean, look, if you got a vision, I'm gonna go with you toward. If you're gonna go dark, okay, go dark. Be there, do that. But then don't just kind of do a whiplash, you know. 180 degree kind of like make it like Marvel like totally agree it's like you can't you can't do that so so you need somebody that can kind of hire the right people and get the right you know no one to kind of take your hand off you know take your take your foot off the brake and put your foot on and you know you need somebody driving the car that 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 you know that's a season yeah. competent and, well, and, and, and think- they don't have that at DC at, the, at DC and Warner Brothers right now at least for the live action I'll tell you what though I just saw and I'm amazed my kid turned me on to this it's Justice League 
uh, action. These, this is on Cartoon Network. They're like 11 minute episodes. And this shit is deep. This, this canical, it has like everybody, Clarion the Witch Boy, Dr. Fate, um, mm-hmm. Steppenwolf. I mean, old school. I mean, it has, it has everybody. Awesome. The writing is sharp and it's 11 minutes and it's action packed and they have it down. They know they have the stories. They've got 75 years of Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman. They've got it, but they just need somebody. So they need to find it. That, that's what's the missing piece. And once they get that, I tell you, it, it's going to, it's going to be on. But I, I don't get that, I'm on in that DC part. Marvel thing. I'm not a hater of anybody. I want I want everybody to succeed because I like all this shit. So I'm not one to kind of say, oh, DC sucks or Marvel sucks. That's not me. So Speaking of, <laughs> I, I have a question for you, uh, Mr. Alexander. <laughs> I wait. Blade was 25 years ago, dude. How <laughs> come I don't bring up the result? Or, what do I have to bring up? I mean, I can bring up Steel. I've been waiting to ask you that question. Yo, Alex. What? So, I've been wanting to talk to you about um, uh, Black Lightning. Uh-huh. What do you think of oh that? Oh my god, it's awesome! If you're yeah. not watching it, you're crazy because it's the best thing the CW's got out right now. I tell you that. Mm-hmm. And I'm a bad parent because I watch it with my kids. It's got like really adult themes and stuff. Yeah. But we talk about it. <laughs> um, we talk about it. We use it as opportunities for growth, right? Tremendous. Um, I never hide. You know what? I never hide the truth from my kids. I hide. I try to protect. I never protect my kids from the truth. Hard truth, loss. That's what I protect them from. Nice. Because, you know, it's, 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 you know, this, this is real. A lot of this stuff is grounded. I mean, you know, he's, it's a school in a struggling neighborhood. It's not a bad neighborhood. It's a struggling neighborhood. It's not a crime to be poor in this country, even though a lot of people think so. So there's a lot of good going on too in a lot of those neighborhoods. And the way that he comes at it and the way that they come at it in the show, it is like grounded. It's, real even though it's about a guy that can channel lightning it's it's grounded in reality so and the daughters are amazing oh my god i wish i remembered their names but the two daughters they both have powers right so yeah. it's like yeah it's 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 fantastic i love it i think it's fantastic. I, I love that that crest um that crest though he's um he's a fanboy too because i was hearing an interview stuff and he knows what he's talking about which is oh, awesome. yeah yeah no, no, no. It's great. It's great. You know, I, I think I'm, I'm glad that they're not going to do the Arrowverse thing yet with them. Let them get their legs together. Let them mm-hmm. figure out what they're doing. And then maybe they go for I don't want them to just, yeah. you know, I, I want them to do their own thing. Well, I don't I like think, what Black Lightning's doing. I think logistically, they can't, yeah, because they're filming in Atlanta. So. Yeah, exactly. So they're so Atlanta, it's all like, you know, whatever. But, you know, eventually they, you know, they like DC. They love their crossovers and their thing, you know. So. So that's how you get people to other shows. Like, oh, I, this is another show. Oh, oh I, I didn't know that. Oh, I'll go watch one on whatever night. And that's how you expand. Speaking of, didn't they just drag Constantine over to Legends of Tomorrow? Yes, they yeah. did. Yeah, I yeah. missed that episode, but yeah, I've been, I've been looking yeah. forward to it. Oh yeah, no, that, that's a, that's a property that desperately needs to be used more, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I love Constantine. Yeah. Oh my oh. god, especially with that actor in the role, he just yeah, nails he it every time. Yeah. Oh man, I met that guy. That cat is awesome. He is that so dude, cool. He is Constantine, straight oh, up. Yeah, yes. a, yeah, straight up. Yeah. He does all the voices. He does all the voices. Like live, he does the live action. But he also does the voices too, and all the animated stuff. And he talked about that, and it's like, it's like having a back. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like his voice. 
that's who he is for Constance. It's like that's 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 his baby. And so yeah, no, he's terrific. Fantastic. Has anybody checked out that new um Cloverfield prequel that just came out? Oh, I just heard about it. I just yeah, it's pretty, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of a mind bleep. Yeah. No spoilers. No, no spoilers. I haven't seen it. It's just just a trailer. Just I'm not gonna spoil nothing yet, but you know. I'm trying to get my wife to watch the first Cloverfield. She missed that one. <laughs> well, it's uh, I, I did too. I can't <laughs> lie. I completely missed it. What's really cool about solid. is that they are. The, the third, the third movie that came out after the Super Bowl on Netflix, it had the first two movies. Yeah. Okay. Say no more. That's I, cool. I, I will. I will. It, what they've done with it is something. It's pretty interesting. It's very interesting. And then there's things that, like, if you were to watch them, you were to put like first Cloverfield on the screen, and then get another TV and play the third Cloverfield at the same time, they interact with each other. Okay, here's my question. What's your cut? Like, you know how people have a way they like to watch Star Wars? Like, what would you watch it in? What order would you watch it? I would watch it. Um, in the chronological, like how it came out? Or would you say, okay, watch the third one first or whatever? I'd watch them chronologically. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. first and then the one with John Goodman and then the... Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, all right. I mean, because the, the new one does a good enough job at, as, like, explaining and tying the other two together. Yeah, yeah, it does. I, I, I think you need to have seen the other two to, like, kind of understand where this one's coming from. That being said, I could see you watching it, like, 3-1-2 or something you, you like could, that. You but. could do 3-1-2 or 3-2-1 or, or whatever, but uh, I kind of like... I kind of like how it, how they've released it. And then the fact that the fourth Cloverfield is going to be a, a World War Two Nazi spin on it. Oh, I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's called, well, as of now, it's called uh, Over. But all of these movies have had working titles that changed at the very end. So We have uh, to have another episode where we get to talk about this. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for people that haven't seen it yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you, you honestly, we really can't go any far into it now without yeah, discussing yeah, spoiling cool. yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna assume Mark is the one who's the most behind on a lot of shows because he's got like you know real work no, no. and yeah. stuff. So. No, no, no. You start the conversation. Nico, if that's the case, buddy, I'm a close second, man. I haven't had a, a satellite dish for TV in uh, yeah, I, I just finished Lost. Lost. Don't tell me how it turns out. All right. Oh, I, got I stay up on something to talk about. I was just um, I'm I'm really like behind on games, so I just recently um have been playing Dead Space. Oh, nice! And yeah, oh, yeah. It's, uh, scary. Yeah. It's so freaking scary, guys! It is so freaking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you, you look around the corners like in your in your chair. You're like out. looking. Around. I leaned around um, <laughs> like with my character. Hey, I just oh, dude, I think I played the demo. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> If I can have everybody's attention real quick. Oh, no. We have yes. a, we, uh, Come on. We have, we're we we're rolling here. A, but we officially have a fellowship. There's nine oh, shit. on the call right now. We've done it's it. <laughs> that means we can Only if I get to be Boromir. I'm the last one to join. Does that mean I'm Boromir? <laughs> we're all Boromir. <laughs> this is going to be a terrible fellowship. We're all going to die at the end. Is that what you're getting from? At least I'm making you a full on nihilist. Ever. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Is anyone else wearing a gray robe and a hat right now? 
No, but I have a beard. I have a beard on and blue jeans, but I don't have a sword. I have hairy feet. Does that do anything for you? Yes, Sam. Uh, I'm just, I'm naked in a black light. I'm naked. <laughs> well, we, we, we know who Gimli is. <laughs> I'm in my American flag boxer shorts. As you should be. Interestingly, I'm in my Union Jack be. Doctor Who shirt. So, Jack Doctor Who? What? I don't know if I should share this, but I'm Commando right now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, no. Don't worry, nobody noticed. (laughs) Go put some some clothes on. God damn it! This is a family. We we started with the with the normal cast: me, Nick, Cartoon Joe, and Rob. We were joined by uh, ASAP and Annette and Mark. uh, Then Alex Yard. Then we got uh, Flashy Brett Javier, and then our ninth was the legendary Chris Dalby, who has joined us in his uh, American flag walker shorts. Exactly. Holy crap. And Chris uh, Dalby, I've always wanted to just say hi to you. Uh, who am I talking to? <laughs> well, I'm sure shit not going to tell you who I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, may I congratulate Alexander Yard on his appearance in the Houston Chronicle? Oh, thank you. Thank you for that go. I segment. figured it was you. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! What's this about? Your voice, your, your voice Alex, has a, a crispness and a, and a richness of tone that the usual cast cast live can only. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You are a gentleman. <laughs> Thank you, sir. It's why we feature him so often. Well, quite frankly, the two of us, I think, you can do a hostile takeover of the <laughs> Yeah, let's please do. We'll get better numbers. <laughs> you, you, don't threaten me with a good time. All right, you can go right ahead there, champ. <laughs> Radiance. Uh, revolution. Revolution. You exactly. Will find the least of resistance imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> You'll knock on the door and it'll just fall in. Right. And here's a nice Jameson. Carry on. Yeah. Are you kidding me? What door? <laughs> the keys are in the basket. Just take the car. Yeah. <laughs> Just take and get out. Damn it. I want to be like <laughs> So, so what's been the highlight of this show so far? Uh, we would had a. a Length versus girth discussion just to really oh get goodness. started. That was, <laughs> I, I thought we were talking about uh, this. <laughs> if anything, I, I think the highlight reel involves ASAP. It has to. What I do does. It always does. <laughs> I, I swear we were talking about eggs. Who's opening a pack of Oreos right now? Who's that? And did you bring enough for the rest of us? (laughs) Important question. I'm in Mexico, so you have to pay an import tax. I don't need them. Mm. I just opened up my fourth fat tire, so. Uh, You're moving at a respectable pace. My boy. (laughs) That's fantastic. Uh, I am imbibing maybe one of my favorite named beers ever. It's got got robots all over it, and it is called Doubly Awkward Hug. (laughs) 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 Nice. 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 I I, I am 
I've been staring at a bottle of Johnny Walker Red for weeks now. I had too many memories behind it. Oh, just tip it back. Stop yourself with a little. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Oh, just for you, buddy. Thank you. Where's the yard? Can, can, can I share my only experience with Johnny Walker Red? It makes me sound like a badass, but please. I was on a flight from Beijing, China to Moscow. And middle of the night, four o'clock flight, I get on and next to me sit down these two Russian guys, blind drunk. Which not an an unusual state. As the minute that the airplane, uh, the belt sign goes off, one of them reaches up into the uh, the, uh, compartment and pulls down a bottle of Johnny Walker Red. And he turns to me, and he turns to me across his friend, and he goes, We celebrate. I'm like, Damn right. Strong start. the window. I might as well. Like, okay, what are we celebrating? He says, We sell radar te- military radar technology. I'm like, Oh, you sell it to the, to the Chinese? He's like, No. Not Chinese, North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you are double fucking a. You are okay, Sean. And as we're knocking back, I'm, I'm as we're knocking back Johnny Walker Red from the bottle, swigging it. I'm, I'm a journalist, and then I ask some questions. I'm like, so Russia is selling radar technology to North Korea, and he's like, no, we are not Russian, Belarusian, like. Okay. What? Yeah. Yellow Russian. Yeah, like there's a small. Yeah. Like the Belarusians. Belarusians. Yeah. Belarus. Got it. So I'm like, okay, so I just stumbled on a Belarusian military deal with North Korea that is being celebrated on a completely normal passenger airliner. I mean, to me, that's really the only way to drink scotch. And I'm their drinking buddy. An hour into the flight, we finish the bottle of Johnny Walker Red. We're slammed, the three of us. The guy guy just reaches up, pulls down a second one. I'm good. I'm good. No, at that point, you start trying to prime him for some secrets. See if he's got like uh, (laughs) nuke codes. No, because at that point, it becomes a drinking contest, and I'm fairly sure he could have drunken me under the plate. Oh, yeah. yeah, The only time I've ever drunk Johnny Walker Red was on a flight from China to Russia, drinking with Belarusian military engineers who sold radars to North Korea. Oh, man. That's Bondian right there. It was it is I, I, I missed him every day. What's fun about that is, uh, <laughs> is Rob Bass, whenever he imbibes too much scotch, he actually personifies Belarusian guy. Um, yeah. You guys have what, he pulls he's another so, one from the overhead he, compartment and says, we celebrate longer. Yeah, he just very he becomes Russian. Well, it's too. really quite spectacular. And, and he won't fucking he's, stop. Uh, <laughs> foreign accent syndrome, I think. I am Sergei. Oh. Okay, I want to see that. Yeah, I'm stuck. <laughs> You're stuck in what? He will. This accent. I keep it out. He'll actually look at you and say, like, I cannot stop talking like this. Someone okay, when you don't know what to punch me in the face. Takes- Base, when you come to, uh, to Ice and Firecon, you need to dress for the drunk Belarusian. The drunk Belarusian, the, the tip to it is you need to wear in a primary color shell suit. 
That sounds about like, right. Like, like a soccer mom coming out of rehab and taking her first jog off Venice Beach. You need to be dressed like that. Wow. Like Uma Thurman and Bill style? Exactly. That's exactly. like half my closet anyway. We should anyway. all dress like Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. But no, but yellow, yellow now is associated with Kill Bill. You need to do like blue, red, green, like something. Ryan. Well, uh, of course. Ryan, get on that interweb thing. Start sourcing. Yeah, I, <laughs> let me... Uh, yeah. You get a nice tracksuit? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's a long way. Yeah. All right. That's what's up. <laughs> Wow. Strong reaction to tracksuit. Like <laughs> In fact, uh, <laughs> we all just saw that empty bottle of red label. I listened to Nico. We could always go Royal Tenenbaums to Ice and Fire concert. That True. Works. You gotta Google what that means. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Shut your under 30 ass up. Joseph. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, oh, that's perfect. the worst. Actually, sure. no, no, not you. Sorry, John dressed like that. <laughs> John, the bad DJ from your wedding. Yeah, Indigo John. Oh, Indigo John. That. He's uh, he's doing that professionally now. By the way, no, he's a he's a good DJ. Uh, now, but for the oh. wrong crowd entirely. No, he, he's good when he's up in the hayloft. Right. At, at those wedding, then he's all fucked up. When all of a sudden it's yeah. some sort of techno Billy Idol moaning. Oh, no. Yeah. It's like, uh, whoa. Eiffel Blue or Eiffel 95, whatever the fuck. And like a lot of Depeche Mode. Good refer- solid reference. <laughs> hey, hey, back in the day, Depeche Mode was awesome. I don't want to hear it, kid. I have no, like, yeah, I have the utmost respect, I'm sure, but a wedding is a very strange place to catch some Depeche Mode. Well, the problem is, wait, wait, he would would play a wedding reception staple. It'd be like the electric slide, you know? (laughs) And then also, you say, it'd be like, people would be like, he's coming out of the floor, you'd have like your great aunt would waddle out there and she'd dance, but also, there'd be like a bass drop. And then he'd play like a <laughs> celebration. All which, the people would look at each other like, what the fuck? Which crazy is we gave him a playlist and Depeche Mode was not on it. <laughs> no, because I think if Depeche Mode is on the playlist, the DJ has the artistic integrity to quit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Depeche yeah, Mode is going to be Depeche Mode is going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Well deserved. I know. (laughs) I've often mentioned the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and said I will not patronize your establishment until you add that. Okay, what is the worst wedding song you can humanly think of? In terms of cool. not fitting the wedding, and that I've, uh, 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 depends on the wedding that I've experienced. Crazy bitch. Yes, that you have experienced. Uh, I'm a crazy bitch is a good answer. Well, crazy, crazy, crazy bitch, bitch is. was actually played at my. <laughs> that was absolutely played at your wedding. <laughs> it was played at my wedding too. It was what? <laughs> it's a great way to start the day too. The the Ramstein songbook is usually. Uh, Duhas. Duhas. Yeah, Duhas usually kills the vibe at a wedding. 
I'm freely admitting that I've had some old dirty bastard songs at my wedding. And they were my wife's songs. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, shimmy. No, no, no. I don't see anything wrong with that. Or Cotton Eye Joe. Absolutely. Nobody's getting laid. If you put on cotton, I'd just... You're not from Alabama. <laughs> that is, that so is a fact. I, you nailed it. I'm the one in the north. <laughs> we had techno Justin Bieber at a wedding one time. Mm. Excellent. Followed up by three <laughs> consecutive playings of, you know that popular Lady Antebellum song? No. Like, uh, who? You know, Which one? the one where they need each other and... You know. Okay. It was your duty to shock the bride and break them up because no humanity could not take that. Well, what happened was they were drinking. It was this. They had beer goblets, like thick glass <laughs> beer goblets, and and so they got this wedding. And they, her cousin was the DJ, and they played Justin Bieber like three songs in a row, and then they switched to this techno version of Lady Antebellum song. And one of my buddies was drunk, and he dropped his goblet on the dance floor, and it shattered. Uh oh. <laughs> and uh so you shut your the, the, oh, DJ, the dj grabbed the microphone and said if one more goblet breaks we'll shut this wedding down what? and the huh? father of the groom from about way <laughs> yells is that all and then on to the dance floor. Wasn't it one more goblet breaks on the dance floor? Right, one more goblet breaks on the dance floor. And he said, he said, is that all? And fucking chucked his goblet and shattered over the dance floor. And that is all. Like four or five. Like, fuck yeah, let's do that. And so we threw our goblets on the floor and we just called their bluff. Like, fucking end it, please. It's been Lady Antebellum and fucking Techno Bieber. <laughs> Hey, if there's at least three murders at a defrocky wedding, I mean, it's bad. That's absolutely true. <laughs> absolutely true. It's valid. That is insane. I, I, I need to go to more weddings with you, GCR. No joke. <laughs> oh, that wedding sucked. <laughs> it was all about the after party, apparently. <laughs> no, even that, the, even that wasn't that good. Ryan, at your wedding, there was smashed beer bottles, if I recall, on the party yeah, bus. There was uh, a lot of them were yours. Then drink one beer. It wasn't my fault. I was trying to drink Corotas, and people kept smashing the bottle out of my hand. <laughs> that, that's that trash. My uh, my buddy at that wedding, uh, while we were in the little room in the back of the church, uh, stole an entire bag of communion beer. Well, we had to take the sacrament. So he had he had like three hundred bodies of Christ with him <laughs> from the time from the time the wedding ended until the time the reception ended. He just he would walk up the, like you'd be taking a piss and he'd show up and he'd, he'd stand in the urinal next to you. And next thing you know, he'd be handing you a body of Christ. Body of Christ. I'm saying a big bowl of those with gangbanging history. Uh, we had, we had some, I think we had a flask or two that somehow made it past security. Oh yeah. That, was that nice. is bold. Wow. Body of Christ. Uh, I, I feel like they should have Sriracha flavored, um, communion wafers. Harvest. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a band called Sriracha Body of Christ. <laughs> that's, 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 that
Definitely had to be a ska band. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Screamo. I had my pork pie hat and my two town shoes. Yeah. Oh my god. Classic. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you were playing like a really, really big guitar. <laughs> Everyone played bass. Unnecessarily big. Everyone played bass. <laughs> Six guys on bass and a harmonica. That's how they got that. Sounds like any ska band that I've listened to. Yo, listen to this. This is this. <laughs> well, that's it. I just know, like, a, there's a, like a, a person in the New York, like, goth scene and stuff that's like well known for being like the metalhead flautist. Like, shit. No fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That is my aesthetic. And didn't you have a friend who used to play violin for a metal band? Yeah. Yeah. That could work. That could work. Yeah, it was very effective. And uh, the guitarist from that band is actually the person who helped uh, write all the drums for my new band that's coming out. And uh, and he actually mixed and mastered it. And oh, nice. It sounds glorious. Oh, I forgot you that band, so... That'd be tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, got, I've got major news. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah? In three minutes, we're going to be joined by Jason Piles. Yes. Oh, shit. Not him. <laughs> Man, if he comes on, I got to go. Well, yeah, because the fellowship can only be nine. So. <laughs> As it would be. No, I'll be leaving hey, you in five hey. minutes. Sadly. What? Was it? Yeah. Uh, Piles is like the Eagles. He's just going to swoop in and save this. He what? He he, uh, <laughs> he he resets the moral compass. He started as a country <laughs> band. Wait, wait, wait. We had a, a moral compass? Well, we will. When, yeah. when, when <laughs> Jason gets re-banned. Wait, what compass? Nobody told me about it. <laughs> What's this compass bullshit? <laughs> it always points south, which is where this show goes when that's I come up. That's, that's a fact. No, have we ever had a Philip Pullman reference? It's a night for it. Like like, well, we're all live. Episodes, guys, you gotta have something. We've talked about uh, yeah. before, haven't we? I can't I'm remember. Sure. I'm sure we've covered armored polar bears at least once. It's, it's bad enough to have made yeah. our show. Yarnick Bjornsson. Mm-hmm. What is his name? Yorick Bjornsson. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll allow it. Golden Compass. <laughs> no, no one ever allows Golden Yeah, the bear fight was the best part of the movie. <laughs> Wait, I just realized something. I know all of the guests on this show because I've been listening as a fan for a very long time. Nobody knows who the hell I am. That's a big night. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. Are you, a, are you an armored polar bear? <laughs> he is, actually. There we go. That's cosplay. Never meet you. <laughs> Heroes, bro. Well, then I guess I'm not making it to Gen Con. <laughs> oh. I still need to figure out how I'm getting to Gen Con. Make it happen. Uh, yeah, dude. Make an eagle, apparently. <laughs> Just, what you have to do is you have to go find yourself a maw and you're in trouble, but you have to do it in the ancient language of the elves. <laughs> and then you're golden. It'll go find the eagles and bring them to you, and then you'll the eagles will bring you to Gen Con. Is that what they call truck drivers nowadays? Eagles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 
And as we all know, all yes. truck drivers are required to speak moth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is not. So, hey, hey, Dolby. Yeah. This this picture you shared of the dude with the big wig. I just got it. Yeah. <laughs> is that what is that what your brother Russians look like? I mean, that's what you should look like. Oh. My guys were a little bit classier. They actually did the zip up until the top. Oh. <laughs> Fair. Kind of Tasteful. Kind of, I like it. Kind of bright beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I just want to see, you know, a video of GCR going into work dressed like that. <laughs> Come around next Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is his regular Tuesday tracksuit. It was his regular That would be funny. <laughs> No, apparently I have to start doing uh, dressing as Rasputin now. <laughs> Perfect. Is that who that pop figure actually is? What's that? Is that who that pop figure actually is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Like, I'm at Forbidden Planet. I see this, this little uh, Funko Pop. I'm like, oh my God, it's me as a Funko Pop. That's awesome. Yeah. I need to get the Boober Fraggle wait, wait, wait. one for the same reason. Yeah. Are you, are we just making Alex, up words. Alex, was it taller yes. than you, though? Was it taller than you, though? It's around the same size. All right. So, 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 it's, it's, so it's life size. That's it's good. Yeah. It's realistic. That's what's important. The best part is like, so I left it at the office, but I didn't put it on my desk. I hid it like on top of the printer in the other room. So it like it peeks over this little frosting we have. So it just stares down everyone in the main office. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Sadly, my friends, I must leave you. <laughs> You beautiful well, Dolly, thank you for no, it's thanks, just, yeah, thanks, guys. Hey, take care, man. It's a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thank you for meeting you. Yep. Bye-bye. Who the fuck I was that guy? <laughs> <laughs> the esteemed Dolby? That's our that's our culture right there. Uh, Wait. Yeah. Now is he the, the house elf for Geekcast Life? Oh god, no. He he has uh-huh. way more powers than that. <laughs> and he's he's from Wales. Uh, he's from France. I don't I actually don't know what his uh, actual makeup is. There's uh, I believe he's blood in there. Wales by way of France. Yeah, he lives in Mexico. So he lives sense. in Mexico because that's where his wife's from. And steals North yes, Korean trade secrets. Apparently, <laughs> dude, that cat is like fucking 008, man. I, I don't care what you. Oh, he's a peach, man. You, you should, you should come on together. The free elf would be. And I feel like if I had known the Belarusians were selling uh, radar technology to North Korea, I'd be pounding Johnny Walker Red too. <laughs> no doubt. Literally. But yeah, it all, and figuratively. In all fairness, aren't they a piece of the like Eastern Bloc that kind of fell off? I mean, maybe they're selling <laughs> bad technology. I think so. Like, like, like oh, well, that's a scam, Jack. But sell it to them. It's good. It's good. It's good. What it's we good. do is we put string between two tin cans. <laughs> He's good. You wrap knuckles against it. It tells you where enemies are. This <laughs> 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 <It> works. <laughs> We what use Game Boy screen to look at. No, no. You remember Game Boy? <laughs> Put the glass of water against the door. <laughs> this is taking a very interesting turn. Hey, Savage. 
the hard thing, if you could get the gameplay print, you can put the picture of the thing you're looking at. <laughs> I look at Sergey, I say, Sergey, put right on power glove. <laughs> And for the slide down as well, we upgrade to some Game Boy Color. Okay, former Soviet Union, check. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Right, right. I think we've got a nine. I think we've got our fellowship back to nine. So we lost Chris Selby. Oh, hey, if everybody could just welcome kindly Jason Riles. Hey, Jason. Thank you. Oh, that was anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unmute yourself, you righteous man. <laughs> or mute yourself harder and make it unmuted by a muting. It's like a double negative. You, you made me chuck fucking Johnny Walker, you bastard. Oh, that was it. That's on me. I'm not my fault. <laughs> Here we go. Be Worth it. Come on, Piles. Lord Piles, are you there? <laughs> Private Pile, report for duty. No, he, he, I think he hears don't, us because he's typing. Down. It is unmuted. Strong. All right. Well, w- w- well Wikipedia guys. here while you're pouring yourself another drink. Mm, this is my weapon. This is my gun. This is for fighting. This is for fun. Hey, Joker. Oh, what? Well, Jason Piles is having technical difficulties. (laughs) The role of Jason Piles will now be filled in by Uh, Russians. (laughs) (laughs) Belarusians, right? Come on. Belarusians, sorry. (laughs) Racist. As you like it. That's uh, as, as Belarusians, they're prone to do. <laughs> so, if you're from southern uh, Belarus, are you anti-Belarusian? You're anti-Belarusian. Oh, uh, I see what you did there. I like it. I liked it. <laughs> so, hell of a fantasy football team name there. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> the Belarusians. <laughs> beautiful. So what else is going on, beautiful people? Strong. All right. Oh, you, you've fallen Let into the Dan Carlin rabbit hole? Mm-hmm. Was that directed at me? Sorry, I dropped out for like just hey, a split that's, that's second. That's okay. Dan, we, we, Dan Carlin is worth a <laughs> worth a sabbatical. A shout out. Ah, a sabbatical. A Dan Carlin no, sabbatical. No, sabbatical to the to the Dan ah. Carlin side. Has anybody gone through any uh, hardcore history recently? I feel like I'm falling behind. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Rob, you're, <laughs> a Rob lot. you're on like a drunken tape delay. You're on the other end of that fucking Belarusian tin can phone. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have bought from them. <laughs> oh, it's just a scarce system cam. 
I don't know what accent that was. This is a Yakov Smirnoff. What the hell is that? Yeah, Borat. Comedy makes you. I steal your tears, Gypsy. He's nice, yes? Very nice. I'm out. It's good. Did I hear this? The dulcet chuckle of Jason Piles. Did he pick? Did he, is he in? Is he here? No, I think he's still working some magic. He's still resting. Oh, right no. oh, there he is! Ah. Testing, testing. Ah. There he is! Ah. The man, the legend. Thank you. <laughs> Jason, how you doing? Oh, good. Thank you. And I want to tell you guys, congratulations. I'm so proud of you for 200 episodes. This is incredible. Woo! Cast, don't even make it back. Yeah, this, this, is, this is all your fault, so thank oh, no. you. <laughs> I literally didn't kick you off the internet. Kind of let you run free. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's weird, but I'm, I'm super proud of you all. And oh, thanks, pretty, buddy. Yes. That's, yes. that's, that's, that's Jason, there's a lot of uh, old Soviet block humor that's coming around tonight, just so you know. <laughs> and accents. I'm picking up also. <laughs> old picking Soviet block head. humor. I have just a kids down and just chuckling. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you mention it. Jason, you say you're fluent in Russian? You're cool in Russian, and that's Tiklasny. Look at that. Just bringing it, it strong and early. The other thing is, when you mentioned a, a pick collection in Russian, I actually found out today the uh, Guinness World Book record holder for the most toothbrushes is a Russian man. He has um, 1,322 brushes. Wow. Wow. Ne- never used a single one, but has. <laughs> but only two teeth. <laughs> but, I have no right. teeth. And not a tooth to brush. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to let your heart light shine. Wow. <laughs> Wow. My Russian consists of oh, greedy and genital. <laughs> da and yet. <laughs> Every brush has the complete in package, unopened, very good. Please. <laughs> it is. It has been just a whirlwind of guests this entire evening. It's it's been an experience. I'm, really enjoying it. <laughs> I'm having a great time. You know what I learned from my kid? He can Superman can see radio and audio waves. Really? Yeah. With his supervision. He can see radio waves. Yeah. How? He's fucking Superman. He's Superman. Superman does everything. <laughs> well, you want me to wake my kid up to tell you? I don't know. <laughs> he's never been a power he didn't have after a week of sulking in Kansas. Yeah, apparently he can he, he's got amnesiatic kisses too, so that, that doesn't say much. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> they had this great thing where he ripped off his uh you know the ass off his chest like in Superman the movie and wrap the guy up and then in the in the cartoon it's so meta they're like I didn't know Superman could do that it's hilarious <laughs> is this from Justice League that's a real thing that's Justice League action yeah did you see the one with Mark Hamill getting kidnapped by the Joker and getting rescued by um yes oh my god ah, that's cool him doing yeah, the entire cast <laughs> And you got to that for the Joker and the Trickster, right? Yeah, yes, right. And I love the one with uh, where he was uh, Mitzelplek. He was Mr. Mitzelplek. Uh, no, it was Gilbert Godfrey was Mr. Mitzelplek. And yes, uh, it was the Gorilla Grodd uh, one where uh, Batman goes into Stargirl 
and Star Girl goes into Superman. Like he switches their consciousness. Okay, because so, like, oh, because because oh, we're cool. thinking that <laughs> it's awesome. Oh well, yeah, no, it's not thirty. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> it's their consciousnesses that get switched around. So you know, Batman oh, okay. is Star Girl. Not as interesting. You know, yeah, like much. <laughs> It's funny because I'm actually wearing a vintage Joker shirt right now. <laughs> like, awesome. Like super old. Sweet. School. I'm wearing a Donald Trump shirt that has Donald Trump that looks like Jack Nicholson from Batman 89. And it says, make Gotham great again. Uh, Where did you find that? Tremendous. A friend of mine fought it, uh, found it, and uh, I know they were in the Poconos on vacation. They just found it. Like, this is before the election. And so they were selling like hotcakes. They got me one. I think I got it. Yeah. Drop it on the feed? Yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay. You could, be t- you could actually be telling me anything right now, Yard, and I'll probably believe it. Random. Po- my buddy in the Poconos found me some some Trump Slam Gotham tees. No, I'll show you. <laughs> we should play this game of just like making absurd shit up and see how far we can push it before <laughs> Nick realizes. I, I'm yeah, I'm I'm biting all the all the hooks tonight. It's fine. <laughs> I'm currently alpine skiing. <laughs> Sounds great. See? I'm sorry. Was that an alpine skink? Yep. Yes. Yeah. He's an alpine skink. Uh, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> it's the <a> marsupial. <laughs> 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 At the Olympics, yeah. At the Olympics. Uh, really goes for the yeah. curling guys. Is anybody watching that? Uh, do we have any Winter Olympic fans on this program? Hmm? No, but I'll probably watch casual. it. What? Where? I mean, how bad could it be? What? What performance is that going to enhance unless you're in an eating contest? Yeah, rhythm. <laughs> Rhythmic gymnastics? I don't know. I, I, I've heard it make things a lot more interesting. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think gravity changes that way. <laughs> my, my hunger, dude, yeah. my, my I, marijuana induced hunger I, makes I gravity have a stronger <laughs> It is a performance enhancing drug. Wow. It. it enhances your, your slalom. I don't know. Yeah. Piles, when you when you talk this in the podcast in 200 episodes ago, do you think it just turned into this? <laughs> yeah, I just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said for naturals. Was your first podcasting mm-hmm. ever? That was on the Donut Show, right? Yeah, your first Donut ever. Show. It was. Yeah. I mean, seriously, everybody, total naturals. And if you if you want a recording of that, guys, I have it if you need it because the Donut Show is not available anymore. But. Oh, I'd love to have it. Yeah, you should definitely send that our way. Yeah, I need to hear that because the the first one I was exposed to was did ours. And I was like, who the hell are these jokers? (laughs) (laughs) They think I'm saying damned heroes from uh, Western Town (laughs) and Signet. And (laughs) Signet. That's still my favorite. <laughs> like, I think Rob, about Sigmund. Rob, I think it's signed. Great. 
Oh, Jesus. 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 I got that, Rob. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. Discord actually kicked Jason Piles off in some sales pitch video. What? <laughs> yeah, he just texted me and said, said, why am I listening to a Discord sales pitch? I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Was he at HTTP Discord or HTTPS? <laughs> the S is for the shopping. When, when you went looking for systems where you're like, let me find the most complicated one I can get. <laughs> hey, Discord, this sounds about right. <laughs> uh, this is way better. Perfect. Hey, this is really fucking easy. Let's record a podcast on it. <laughs> it's still okay, better than Skype. Better than shirt. Skype. You guys get to upload. I uploaded my shirt. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> Game changer. That's great. Make Gotham great again. <laughs> beautiful. I need a plum suit. You yeah. ain't kidding. We all, we all need a plum suit. Oh, plum and orange? That's it's amazing, right? <laughs> I'm not sure the orange would go so well. It matches my hair too. Well, orange doesn't go with anything, so it goes with everything. <laughs> it also rhymes with orange. <laughs> and orange doesn't rhyme with anything. Except uh, orange. Jay <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Dead's back. You're back. That's right. That's right. Hey. Did you, did you buy the platinum ship? I like it. Discord really wishes yes. that you brought pizza. <laughs> Seriously, I feel <laughs> it's disappointed in me. Pizza now, for real. I keep seeing pizza, and that makes me want to eat it. It's not fair. <laughs> Thanks, Discord. Thanks. Give us money. So, did it shovel you off into some thing where you had to buy a timeshare or what? Yeah, it, it seriously did. It, and then, and it said. Um, <laughs> image and it said nobody wants to play with wumpus and i'm like oh now it's calling me wumpus. <laughs> <laughs> it's <so> weird. <laughs> people hate six-legged cats oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit <sighs> this thing was this so oh, this episode wore me out <laughs> <laughs> is it over no, I mean, it doesn't have to be. Hell, I'll be here in some <laughs> Shit, we ain't got anywhere to go. <laughs> Need a new drink. Uh, is it time for me to get more whiskey? Caps after hours. Ooh. Man, gotta get a bunch of pieces. Wait, wait. What's this? Trapeze tomorrow? What? <laughs> oh, no. I just, we were talking about how we don't have shit to do tomorrow, and I just remembered that uh, I got hired for a gig, and... Um, last minute they asked me to do something that I haven't done in quite a while which is get up on a trapeze so tomorrow is going to be the day of reckoning I'm gonna get up on a trapeze and see what skills I still remember <laughs> is that like riding a bike once you trapeze you always trapeze <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's very cool that you're gonna be Trapezing tomorrow. <laughs> That's super cool. That's awesome. Also, is it is is anyone that you else... even have the option to trapeze? Is, is fantastic. <laughs> is anyone else watching the men's downhill course map right now? On. <laughs> <laughs> nope. 
Right, I'm, I'm gonna put you in. A I think we are the men's downhill course map. No, just, I, gotta, I gotta, I gotta read this off to you here. They're doing a thing where, okay, so they highlight the start, then you go to the traverse, then the third thing you go to is the Garawang jump, which your ass hurts. I'm that sounds like an I'll take a picture of it. <laughs> then it goes. Then it goes to the uh, the dragon claw. Tremendous. Followed, followed by what they're calling it's something that's called the paradise turn. Then the jong bong drop. Ooh, are, are we playing that the game still? Are we I playing the, the joke game? Where you're just up words? College, dude. I just get the don jump. What the fuck? Ah. All right, less whiskey for me. <laughs> God, no, keep it going. I never <laughs> thought I'd hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, I lied too. I just got another glass. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's trying to pretend to be respectable here. Right. All the better yeah. to, to dong. Last person should be Mark. I mean, whatever. shit. Yeah, it's, see right through that. Hey, there it is. The jong bong. Dude, totally hit the jong bong. The jong bong drop. Is that like a... I mean, do you think that's like a being term? It's when your voice gets deeper. <laughs> <laughs> I can't beat that. Start getting hair when play. two people really care about each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, David Jong Bong sponsored the drop. <laughs> is this only for the wait, wait, is this only for the snowboarders? It's probably <laughs> this drop brought to you by David Jong Bong. <laughs> of Jong Bong and Sons downhill skiing. <laughs> Well, he sponsored the jump. Well, how about the Jerry Wang? The Jerry Wang sounds, you know, questionable. The Jerry Wang. <laughs> Don't mind that. That sounds. Sounds. <laughs> I can't compete with Jerry Wang. <laughs> You do that, you'll go blind. <laughs> oh. Gary Gergich, Gary Gergich. <laughs> the last time I was at Jerry Wang's, uh, my dad bought a Mogwai. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought your brother would like it. Yeah, it sounds like a, don't feel it. Sounds like it could be like a pubic purr. <laughs> what? The Jerry? Oh, oh, the Jerry Wang? It's too much. It's too much, Rob. <laughs> Somebody had to go there. Go there, Rob. It was sitting. I thought you were saying that about Mugwai. Is that like bedazzling? Because I know that bedazzling is a thing now, isn't that? Mugwai? That sounds like the jazz. There is never a good moment for a perfect styling joke, Rob. Never. Never okay. (laughs) So funny. Sweet <laughs> On that note, I'm going to leave you gentlemen before the church party is set up for me. I'm going to go back to my den of evil. And, uh, <laughs> Best of luck with your trapezium tomorrow. Yeah, right on. Yeah, yeah. Put the ease in trapeze. Yeah. You know, break a leg because it's show business, but don't really because, you know. In a circus, we don't say break a leg. In the circus, we say merd. 
<laughs> it's like, because you never just want to talk about breaking limbs to people that generally are in a place where they could possibly yeah, attack yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But thank you guys so much for having me. It's been no a blast. Anytime. I will absolutely come back again and cause trouble and laugh at ridiculous. Well, when that's we, what, that's uh, what we do. When we cover uh, Cloverfield, we'll, uh, yes. yes, you'll be back. I will be back for Cloverfield. I will overfield round table. I will study. Yes. Uh, All right, guys. Good night, lady. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye. She got and then, and then there was eight. Right. Or is there, or is there seven? I think there's eight. Uh, we got eight. Fly, you fools! <laughs> nice. Very nice. Well played. Proving the whole time he thought they should take the eagle. Oh, yeah. Dude, if I could call like a army of flying eagles, I'd be there in two seconds. Well, yeah, wasn't that one of the uh, how it should have ended? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, let's yeah. take the eagles. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan would be proud. I was just watching Prisoner of Azkaban right before I jumped on here. Joe's favorite uh, Harry Potter movie. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that the one where Hermione like shows out? I was sleeping through some of it. Did you just just call it Azkaban? <laughs> is, it, is it like the porn title? Yeah, it's about to say, that sounds like the porn version of that. Man, <laughs> like what's the one where she's legal? <laughs> no, not touching that one. It's the, it's the, it's the it's too far. very end That's of uh, Deathly Hallows Part Two. Yep. Really? Yeah. Because they always have thirty-year-old chicks playing like six-year-olds. Well, this was, I think, one of the few examples of uh, people playing their own age. Who's rifling through the trash like a panda? It's not me this time. <laughs> oh, I'm in, the, I'm in the kitchen. Oh, you guys can hear all that? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like a panda. I'm, I meant to react to but I thought trash panda. He's on fire. Like a fucking panda. Pandas are notorious for going through the trash. Yeah, who's rooting around for Mimbushu? Somebody is. It's trash panda. And teaching kung fu. Oh, oh nice. On <laughs> my next cosplay. <laughs> trash panda. An, an actual trash panda? Yeah. Kung wow. fu trash panda. Kung fu trash panda. Tremendous. Are you are you gonna like walk around with like the the you know garbage like Oscar the Grouch sort of garbage camp? Around? He's just gonna cosplay Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would just need need a little bit of a wig, but the rest of the half works. <laughs> Amazing. Is that Jiffy Pop? <laughs> Sounds good. Whatever you're doing, Jiffy Pop. <laughs> Jay, have you seen? Uh, uh, oh yeah, you've seen uh, Cloverfield. We talked about it Monday. Never mind. I was going to be. You were disappointed in me. Yeah, I was a little bit. Yeah, I let you down again. No. Oh. <laughs> no. Because of your Never. like stance Whoa. of the movie. Or? The throne. I like. I liked it, but I, I didn't love it as much as Ryan did. Hmm. 
it seems like, I don't know, to me, it seems like they've just been like all over the place with the franchise, which don't get me wrong. is a really, it is a really cool thing, but it's just like, it is so jarring to think that they are connected even a little bit. I haven't seen a single like one. They, I mean, the first one's essentially like a, like a, like found footage, like kaiju. I vaguely movie. remember that because of the, uh, the South Park episode episode that mocked it. I'm so startled. With the, uh, yes, yes. Sorry. With the guinea pigs uh, and the Peruvian flute players. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the one with yeah. the... Uh, that's, no, so that, that's a different one. The one with the the hamster that goes into the dude's ass. Yeah, that's a different one. That's, my that's, that's, different that's, one. that's the Lord of the Rings parody. Yeah, it goes from like... A uh, like a kaiju monster movie to like John Goodman is some sort of creepy serial killer hostage taker. Excellent. Uh, and then this one is just like hard fucking sci-fi, like the hardest of sci-fi. Which don't get me wrong, each one of those things individually really does it for and me. And the next one's gonna be a it's western, just, you said, or it's to World, World War Two. They're basically the following the same trajectory as former then. Right. <laughs> Jay and I, Jay like, and I have theories. We we uh, talked about it on MPW this week. You have yeah, to ask that, him when that's going to be released. All right. It's a good question. Yeah, sometime this week. Hey, but, uh, when's that going to be released? <laughs> hey, this week. When's it going to be released? <laughs> so the release date is Friday. When? Maybe. He <laughs> <laughs> says so noncommittally. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, um, are you using a slap chop? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Just checking. <laughs> You're making some pico or something. I don't know. Leave me there and I'm baiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm putting on my Batman mask. <laughs> Very aggressively. Why? We know who you are. <laughs> Yeah, but the bad uh, guys don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why he's wearing a mask? Jeez <laughs> oh, Louise. Well, I'm sorry to be a, 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 an early to bed kind of guy, especially since I usually keep Brian up late on movie podcasts. Weekly, I was going to say, what the heck's that about? That, but I won't. I won't say that. <laughs> Is it only like seven thirty your time, Jason? Yeah, aren't you guys like an hour or two behind us? It's nine thirty, but I got to put um, I got to put an MPW wow. episode out. So, oh, it's genuine. You guys uh, make, you know, brought attention to it, but your priorities are all out of whack. Grant's <laughs> on two hundred episodes. I'm I'm seriously proud of you guys. It's amazing. Thanks, buddy. Thank, you so, Thank much. you so much. We really, honestly, wouldn't have done it without you. Oh well, that's true. <laughs> Thanks. I'm so flattered. Honestly. <laughs> Keep it going. Let's let's hear two hundred more. Yeah, and, and uh, absolutely hook me up with yes. that uh, donut show bit. I would love to. Uh, I'd love to air that whole episode. And yeah, you guys should release it. Um, you you guys were brilliant on that. Uh, there are other aspects of it that are annoying, but I'll leave that. I'll leave that off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Joe. I think Joe actually spoke in like uh, like orcish on that show. I probably did. Uh, he, he, uh, that sounds, probably that dark sounds right. Yeah, he's fucking dark elvish on that show. <laughs> <laughs> he 
you did. I'll, I'll hook you guys up. <laughs> yeah, it could be so we release it on the end of this, and it could be this monster episode two, episode two hundred. It's like six hours long. <laughs> How long have you guys been recording tonight? Uh, since well, I don't know. We're, since we're going on a strong hour and a half at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Were you here for the for the Russian uh, North Korean collusion story? No, no, because uh, he came on after Dolby. That was no. Collusion. Just after that, yeah. <laughs> there was no collusion. Right. Yeah, so you missed all that. Uh, you missed some uh, Marvel DC talk at the beginning. And uh, yeah, we've been here for a while. I think it's been a day or so. <laughs> well, well, I'll, I'll send you that donut show episode. And thanks again for having me. Everybody have a good night. Later, buddy. You as well, my man. Good night. See you, Jason. Thank you. Bye. Like the vocal embodiment of a fudge brownie. <laughs> It's I don't like know what that means. Is that, that good or bad? It's, it's good. It's good. That's what that's what he sounds sweet. like to me. Smooth, fudgy. He sounds like, like Fudgy the Whale. Like I was just gonna go to Fudgy the Whale, man. You beat me to it by <laughs> seconds. I always forget about Fudgy the Whale. Didn't Fudgy the Whale have some other counterpart? Like, wasn't there like other options? Cookie puss. <laughs> Cookie puss. No, well, Cookie puss. Yeah, same model. Yes. You could make like Santa Claus if you turned it one way. Or <laughs> yes. Oh, you're right. It was it was a transformer. If you like, take the no, tail off just, and kind of. It's a transformer. Yeah, it, it's however you decorated the cake. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a Rorschach uh, cookie mold or cake mold. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone ever get one of those? Has anyone ever had a cookie puss or a fudgy? Of course. I've had, a, I've had a fudgy the whale. That sounds like an admission you maybe don't want to make. <laughs> I would have, but all my folks could afford was a snake swap. Uh, I remember seeing all the commercials. It's a really good little Prince reference. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> We're making little Prince references. Have we devolved to that? I think. I think or we evolved. <laughs> or yeah. Or is it a, a weird evolution? Yeah. I guess it could be. <laughs> we have not yet begun to devolve. I forget. To, I drink to forget that I drink. What are you, Churchill? Oh, no, I'm that guy on that planet. Never drink to forget. <laughs> Anybody else watch the uh, Falcon Heavy deal? Yes. How awesome was that? That's pretty cool. That was pretty. That was pretty rad. What's What's the end game there? What's his plan? Uh, well, one, we now have rockets that can relatively easily uh, break atmosphere and return back to Earth in one piece. Sure. Uh, he also shot a Tesla Roadster or Sportster, one of the Speedster, one of some. He, he shot a Tesla at Mars. So Am I the only one who's thinking he was going to That's fly? pretty fucking dope. And the Martians are like, he's five deliveries away! Am I the only one? We've ordered these years ago. I, I know they were playing the David Bowie song, but am I the only one thinking the opening of heavy metal? Or am I just... Oh, no, <laughs> yes. yes. That's a deep cut right there. Right? <laughs> but why? What? what's anybody... his goals, though? What's he trying to do? Colonnade Mars? 
Colonnade. Colonnade? Colonnade. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes. Actually, amongst other things, but yeah. He's trying to impregnate Mars. <laughs> With that. Basically, yeah. basically what it is. Yeah. <laughs> trying to prove he can nuke Mars's polar ice caps himself. <laughs> With a car. A large phallic shaped rocket filled with his own semen <laughs> <laughs> in an attempt to impregnate Mars. That's a very That's Elon, Elon Musk Elon thing Musk to do. Isn't he like the lost <laughs> Nicholson brother? <laughs> yes. yes. After, after, after watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> I'm like a techie Kurt Russell. This will work. This will work. It'll, it'll work. What else is that? Oh wait, 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 Mark. Have you seen the Guardians of the Galaxy sequel yet? Yes, I have. <laughs> I'm, I'm behind. I'm not that far behind. According to his uh, Twitter profile, if you go retrieve the Tesla from space yourself, you can keep it for free. <laughs> it'll just cost twenty million dollars. Yeah, it'll cost whatever it takes to go up and get it. Did you guys hear how he raised money for the Boring Company, by the way? Which, in case if you don't know what that is, that's his like company that's trying to make some sort of underground super train. Oh, I anyway, didn't know that. is that uh, yeah. this is the one where he made the fire? Throwers. Yeah, he sold. He yeah, he sold flamethrowers. Yeah, thank you. That's what they're called. <laughs> sold flamethrowers, <laughs> and they sold out like twenty thousand of them. Handheld dragons, twenty thousand, right? <laughs> right twenty thousand handheld flamethrowers sold out. It's the most Elon Musk thing I've ever heard. Okay, here, here you. Here's me and my cowl. Oh, beautiful! It's tremendous. That is impressive, sir. Oh, wait, wait. I think I need to top this now. Is Elon Musk just like uh, the, guy from, the guy from Despicable Me? Oh, yes. yes. Gru, yes. <laughs> In every way. <laughs> Everybody that works at Tesla is actually a minion. <laughs> Fucking weird. Tremendous. Fucking weird, that guy. <sighs> Okay, now I'm gonna put. I'm gonna make this my Facebook profile. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> Drunken Facebook. <laughs> Amongst the best kind of Facebooks. I just heard a camera go off. Yeah, Alex, I got you right there. <laughs> awesome. Whoa. Nah. Nice. It's beautiful. It is terrifying. Nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about going for the Court of Owls thing first, but that just, you know, tops the Joker and the Batman. <laughs> Vaguely reminds me of Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Damn. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it's the, the face he pulled off. That's a... I saw one of the best cosplays at Comic Con. Was it was two years ago where he had it, he had the whole getup. He had the uh, mechanics, you know, Joe thing, and he had the red face like underneath, you know, and then he had the face like in his hand. It was crazy. Oh my god, it was so good. I remember I did something like that back in New Orleans. Like I was dressed as Beetlejuice, and I had the wig on. 
but I figured New Orleans is going to be hot and I would want to take off the wig. Uh-huh. So oh, I nice. put liquid latex and, um, and blood on my scalp so that when I took the wig off, it looked like I ripped my scalp off. Shit. Brilliant. Oh, that was awesome. Like there was this dude who like this vampire tour guide dude who I ran into at a party down there. He sees me, he's outside smoking. I pull my, my scalp off and he just looks at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's pretty awesome, actually. That's awesome. In his 200 years, Lestat had never seen anything quite like it. <laughs> well, he looked more like Brad, like the uh, the Brad Pitt uh, Louis, but yeah, sure. Oh, my mistake. Joe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> says, like, like he was there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm notorious. Oh, forgive me. Why do you run into Joe in the weirdest places? So that's true. <laughs> that's true. We hooked up at a pan uh, Le Pan Quotidien once, I think. Yeah. So the fuck is that? Cute. Yeah, it's like a bagel shop. It's like a Pete's Coffee, but uh, French. And you guys hooked up like, <laughs> like full on. Uh, yeah, he held my sonic screen. We took pictures. It was a good time. <laughs> he held my. Never called afterwards, though. <laughs> That's funny. Actually, yeah, I may be going to Chicago. So. That would be awesome. We should have a Chicago meetup. Yeah, let's do it. I have um, uh, C2E2, so hopefully I can actually get to go. Sweet. Yeah. This time I'm definitely coming uh, to have margaritas with you. Nice. I've always regretted not doing that. Yeah, this is my plan a little bit better and actually like let everyone know what I'm going to do there. <laughs> not like, hey, I'm here. Where are you guys at? Yeah, basically. I'm standing by the cloud gate. What is that? The bean. Perfect. <laughs> right. The cloud. Is that what they actually Mothra's call child. <laughs> what? Is that what they actually Mothra's call Mothra's unborn. Yeah, that's, that, that's its official name. No one calls it that. Oh. Oh. I didn't know that was its name yeah, either. Serious. Well, this has been out, Mr. Bones Wild Ride. <laughs> oh, gentlemen, thanks for joining us in episode 200. Always a pleasure. Some of our Not first, most Absolutely. frequent guests. Absolutely. Well, I stretched that five minutes into about two hours and a half. <laughs> it was funny when I said like, I told you it was a soft five. It was funny when I when I said like, hey, you know, uh, would you like to come on? We're gonna do a like a five minute guest thing, like we did for episode one hundred. And he said, uh, "I'll need fifteen minutes." And I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, you, okay. I was like, you can have it then. Just come on the show first and just stay for fifteen minutes." And then, then it was like, then I realized, like, then he realized I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> then I was like, "Who the hell is gonna? What am I gonna do? Kick everybody off just to like if somebody else comes on?" I was like, uh, "Not." But it totally just, worked. We had, to, no. we had the fellowship. Man. We did. I loved it. Yeah, right. right. And it was. I loved that we had the fellowship, and then everyone called Bormir. Like no one wanted to step up. <laughs> no one wanted to step up and be like the dick who says like oh, I'm Gandalf. So everybody just said I'll be Boromir. Well, I've always figured myself more of like a Meridoc. Oh, perfect. So I was going to say Pippin. So for me, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> we all know that Nick is Legolas. I figured he was Treebeard. <laughs> oh, I know it's not yes. a fellowship, but still. Fellowship. <laughs> no, but it, but in this in this fellowship. <laughs> wow.
Uh, I think he went to bed. Nick, I think he, I think he, he texted me about five minutes ago and said, "I'm going to crawl behind the reservoir and die." <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, but Rip. I, I hope he's. I hope it was metaphorical. He's in that revolution scene in Les Mis. <laughs> can, can you get behind a reservoir? Can, can you go uh, in it, right, or above it, or like next to it, but behind it? Well, I think you'd have to decide where the front was first. Can't go over it. <laughs> well, for a brief moment, you could be over it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Uh, well, well you know, it has been a fantastic ride. Here's and, to uh, uh, here's here's to seeing you guys uh, on the episode 400. We'll do the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're down. So looking forward to it. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Cool. You're beautiful creatures. We wouldn't be anywhere without you guys. That's not true, but we're, we're much further <laughs> well, we now that we've had you guys in our lives. <laughs> We'd be somewhere, just not here. Not, right. Not <laughs> not <laughs> true. And there's nowhere I'd rather right, be. So, so you guys are my my um, conflict. What is this called? Discord. Like Discord friends. So I'm inviting everybody. So from everybody. Because you're the only people I know that uses this thing. So. <laughs> what is this thing called? Conflict? Conflict. Conflict. <laughs> Skullduggery. I don't know. <laughs> Something. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> And that's that's the name. That's the name. Uh <laughs> Hey, do you guys want to get on? Oh shit! And we could like record a show. <laughs> oh man! You have to do it. Like it's right. a different program if you don't use that intonation. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good night, gentlemen. Avita Zane, au revoir. You're all beautiful. All right. Stay sexy. Stay yeah. safe. All right. Stay Take class. care, my friends. Tuck yourself in tonight. All right. Bye. Bye. And now, as promised, where it all began back in 2013, The Donut Show. This episode of The Donut Show is brought to you by Bee Potion, nature's magic from the hive. Visit bpotion.com and feel your best. Hi, and welcome to episode 17 of The Donut Show. It's what happens when three grown men eat donuts and talk pop culture and life. And I'm your host, Jason Piles, podcasting from Salt Lake City. And my co-hosts tonight are... Keith Stein from Toronto, Canada. And Willis Wheeler from Washington, D.C., via Landover, Maryland. Welcome, guys. It's good to have you tonight. I'm really excited about this show. And for the listeners, this is episode 17 once again, and we're going to talk about geeks and geek culture. And to help us do that, we actually have three super geek expert guests on the show tonight. And you should just know up front, all three are avid bloggers, and they're from GeekCast Live. And you can find them at geekharder.com. And for those who don't know, GeekCast Live consists of five like-minded individuals that not only geeked, but they geeked harder than the rest. Their disciplines <laughs> are many, and their love for all that falls into the land of 
geeknerdom is, is great. So here we go in no particular order. Our first guest has geeked as long as he can remember. He is the fanboy's fanboy, as I see it. He's a hardcore gamer, and that means games of every kind. He's a comic book connoisseur, a fantasy aficionado, a music lover, film critic, and a car enthusiast. And he's nuts about Tony Stark and Iron Man. Welcome to the show, Mr. Rob Bass. Hey, Jason. Thanks for having me on. How you doing, man? Good, buddy. Thanks. Thanks for being here. And I got a, I just, I got a burning question right off the bat for you. Since, since you play all sorts of games, have you ever played Lupin Louie? I have not. Tell me about this. Uh, okay, this is honestly, I think it's probably the best game ever made. My friends, sorry, and I, Jason. They had no. These geeks have no idea how they're going to be out geeked by you. No, they're not. <laughs> Trust. I've been. I'm, I'm I've excited, read. Man. <laughs> I've read their bios, Keith. I can't even touch these guys with. <laughs> I mean, they are really into it. Um, okay, Loop and Louie. It's probably because this is a kids' game, like for children, little children. But it's about this airplane pilot, you know, and he goes around on this little pole. It's motorized, and he knocks over your chickens, right? And you gotta um, flip up his plane to make him miss your chickens. And 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 what you do is you strategically flip Loop and Louie so he hits other people's chickens. And I'm telling you guys, this is That's the best. <laughs> That sounds awesome. <laughs> it is the funnest game ever. We used to take it to Denny's when I was in high school, and we'd play it like geeks in Denny's late at night. So if you guys get a chance to find if you can find it on eBay or something like that, pick up Loop and Louie. Mr. K- Mr. Bass, can someone be too geeky? Is it possible? Uh, well, just uh, just to clear it up real quick, it's bass, not bass. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, and, no, you're perfectly fine, my man. And uh, to answer your question, I absolutely don't think it's possible for anybody to be too geeky. Uh, geek, uh, to me, just kinds of being uh, really championing, championing uh, things that you're passionate about. So Jason's um, not Jason is not being thrown out of the geek club. No, absolutely he's not. He's not, not too geeky. <laughs> no, if you're passionate about something, fly that flag as absolutely high as you can. <laughs> that's right that's right and you know how and by the way i love that your name is rob bass because it reminds me of that 80s rapper out that is the coolest thing ever i'm serious <laughs> i don't believe it's a real name it's uh it's not it's uh, i i wish it was i really do uh it's a uh, it's a moniker that uh my uh my buddies here ryan and joe actually started calling me and uh it, it just uh, it's stuck ever since. I really liked it, and uh, I've been Rob Bass ever since. But aren't you concerned it's a bit too cool? It's not geeky enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I think geek it's a cool. cool man. Yeah, geek is in right now. It's so in. And, yeah. and speaking of uh, uh, Ryan Joe, our next guest is a fiercer collector than even Randall Archer. That's a little shout out there to my horror creeps. Only horror people get that. Anyway, (laughs) he loves tabletop miniatures, Lord of the Rings, sword replicas, and, and I hope I pronounce this right. I have played it before. Settlers of Catan or Catan expansions. You got it. Okay. Is it, is, are both acceptable? You guys, I don't want to be, you know, I believe so. Okay. Okay. And, and by the way, don't forget to shuffle the defender cards. Okay, and, and, and this guest is the epitome of the fantasy geek. And so we welcome to the show, Rye. What's up, fellas? Hey, buddy. Welcome, Rye. Hey. Is that a real name? Rye, is that a real, a real name? name? 
You betcha. <laughs> it's short for something else, though. I gathered from his yeah, email. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 Ryan. <laughs> but what? But, but we like Ryan as well, so we'll go with it. We'll go with it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Awesome. And last but not least, this next guest lived and breathed the Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, especially during his youth. Troy, do you know what do you know what else he breathes? What's that? Old book smells. <laughs> you betcha. Yeah, you're you you're betcha. spot on there. <laughs> I've been looking for a candle. If you ever find one, let me know. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> He's also a huge fan of Stephen King's Dark Tower series, and he is a big sci-fi guy. And so we welcome to the show, Joe. Hello. Hey, Joe. So <laughs> hey. What, what's the best Stephen King novel, Joe? Oh, man. There are so many of them. Um, my personal favorite is probably uh, The Dark Tower, which is uh, the seventh book in the Dark Tower series. But if I had to, to go outside of that series, I'd probably have to go uh, the, the first and the greatest Stephen King hit, uh, Salem's Lot, personally. Ooh, nice. Nice. I, I'm, I'm a fan of The Stand, personally. In my family, like, it's, it's like one of the family, um, I don't know what the word is, rites like of passage. Like coming novels? Yeah, it's a rites yeah. of passage in my family. Jason, I thought you loved Cujo. Well, Cujo is my favorite movie adaptation of Stephen King. And it's in my top ten all-time favorite horror films. Yes, it's your it's your favorite movie adaptation of Stephen King. It probably is. I have to say, what's yours? It's got to be it. Oh, yeah, yeah, also good. Yeah. I know. I know um, Willis's favorite Stephen King book. What? Carrie. <laughs> nope. What is it? <laughs> Swing and a miss, Keith. Sorry. But my favorite one actually is Misery. Choice. Oh, excellent choice. That's good. I actually, I actually have to take back Stephen King's It and go with Misery as the best adaptation. Oh no, but Ooh. Willis, are you saying adaptation or book? Book. Hmm. Oh, okay. Have you guys read the book? Yeah. I haven't. No. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. What was what was better, Willis, the book or the movie? The book and the movie is basically on par with each other. And and just for clarification, in case these people out there think I'm an idiot, I realize that Cujo in the movie ends differently from the way the book ends, but I don't care. That's all I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> just had to put that out there. Okay, now guys, guys, real quick, there it says there are five of you, and I know there are two girls. So tell us who who are Geek Joe. Let's see, Geek Girl Joe and Geek Girl Less. Geek Girl Joe and Geek Girl Les are actually cousins of mine. Um, they are not as immersed into the geek culture as we are, but they have such widely differing views on the world and they have different professions and they do – they just fit the – they filled the voids that we had it as far as uh, – you know, Jordan's a geneticist. So it's – Wow. It, it, it was tough not to include them. And they like to tweet and they like to blog. So, so I have to, I have to stop you right there. Mm -hmm. in, in your view, are all geeks – do all geeks have to be really smart or can there be Not dumb geeks? Well, yeah, of course <laughs> there can. You're talking to three of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I resemble that you, remark. You might want to take – yeah, that's uh, – you might be speaking for yourself there, right? <laughs> wow. Well, Keith, I guess I failed you then. I mean, so we could have had – Two geek girls on the show, and I got these three guys. 
Man, I, think, I, th- I think you've done great. This I'm, just... I'm, I'm so impressed. I can't wait. I'm so excited about tonight's show. I'm, I'm just... Willis, I've never asked you. Willis, do you consider yourself a geek? I consider myself a pop culture expert. Ooh. Oh, there you go. That's serious. Wow. That's a lot of weight to it, doesn't it, Keith? <laughs> Would you be insulted, though, if someone said you're a geek? Nope. But that's how I feel. I'm a pop Th- culture that's exactly... expert. That's exactly how it should be. You should fly that flag. Yeah, pop culture, if that's what you geek on, man, you're a pop culture geek, and you need to, you know, champion that. Yes. That's why we have the Donut Show. Exactly. <laughs> so well said. we're, we're going to get into this term geek here in a moment. But first of all, guys, just tell us about your site, your blogs. Tell us what you do exactly. Our, our main foray into the world of not just – drinking Mountain Dew and hanging out with each other <laughs> is uh, we live tweet events um, or TV shows or movie premieres. Um, when, when Apple does their uh, developer days and everything, we, we will watch that and just tweet about it. Um, we're big walking dead fans. Every Sunday night we tweet the dead Nice. <laughs> as the show's going, we're talking about it. Game of Thrones, same way. Um, really anything that makes us, Anything that makes us tune in, we're tweeting about it. Yeah, if there if there's a good movie and we can get the back seat in the theater so we don't bother somebody, um, <laughs> we'll tweet that too. I mean, we're not we're not ashamed to uh, to to fly our geek flag wherever we're at. <laughs> nice. Okay, and uh, tell us about the forthcoming or someday coming Geekcast Live. I mean, is, is there a podcast in the future with you guys? There, there absolutely is a podcast in the future. Um, it's something that we've been, I mean, we're geek cast live. It actually started. Our best intention was to have a podcast and, uh, we got so wrapped up in doing other things that it, we kind of put it on the back burner, but it is, it is the next, uh, the fourth phase of geek cast live is podcast. Wow. I can't wait. You guys would that. be, na- Jason, they would be naturals because they have a real, <laughs> don't they have just a, a real natural charm to them? Yes, they do. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and they their mics even sound good. They have great voices, and they sound good. This is their first pod. This is your first podcasting experience, right? Ever. Yes. Yeah, yeah ever. <laughs> you guys you, are you naturals. You have our, our podcasting cherry. Oh, well, <laughs> what an honor. <laughs> so, 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 you guys, I understand that you've listened to some of the Donut Show episodes, which is very kind. Thank you. And, um, and on episode 14, which is when we discussed why we have superheroes, I understand that you had some comments or, you know, you wanted to discuss that a little bit. Uh, I did. Um, you had made the comment that you grew up in a family where you were teased. Yes. And it was a, it was a, nothing more than a sign of affection. Yes. You know, if, if you were, uh, I bet if you brought a buddy home from school and you're hanging out, if they didn't make fun of him, they probably didn't like him. Exactly. <laughs> That's how we grew up. Um, in our family, if you are... If you're made fun of, it's because we like you, right? And it and it made us, it made us, uh, it, made, it built character. It kind of made you tougher. I call it my Eminem eight mile rap battle tactic. <laughs> um, I've already made fun of myself more than I can make fun of it, but more than anybody can make fun of me. Yes. So, you know, I when I was in high school or when I was in grade school, I was five foot two, hundred and seventy pounds, had Coke bottle glasses, and dressed like Garth Brooks. Nice. I got made fun of. I carried a D20 in my pocket, you know, because I was, you never know when you're going to have to, you know. 
Well, Play sometimes D&D. you got to throw down D and D style. You know, you just gotta you gotta see if you can crit hit or crit miss. You know, there's no uh, no in between really. Sometimes you got to. And it was, I remember I had just finished reading Lord of the Rings, and I was looking for a new fantasy novel. And my mom said, "Well, I hear this Game of Thrones is really good." And they say it's the new Tolkien, and I'm 13, and my mom doesn't know any better, so she buys me this book where it's definitely not Tolkien. And uh, one of the things that Tyrion Lannister says to the bastard Jon Snow is, know what you are, make it your armor, and no one can use it against you. And that's that's how I, I embrace that to the fullest, and that's how I've made it through junior high. Through all the bullying, all the hazing, I know what I was. I was a geek. I liked to read books. I played D&D. I, I was a geek, man, and I loved it, and I embraced it, so you couldn't take that away from me. You know, it's something my grandpa always says. That's something they can't take away from you. Wow. And mm, so that, love that. The, being a geek actually made – I mean, I'm, I'm bulletproof now. You can't say anything to hurt my feelings. <laughs> so, that, I mean, I was listening to you talking about that, and I knew that the topic of today of this week's podcast was – geek culture and i think a lot of geeks grow up being bullied yeah. but because it's now a i mean it's it's mainstream it's mainstream, it's mainstream. Geek now it's in vogue yes i mean we is. got we've got superhero blockbusters every month so i mean <laughs> yeah uh you doctor know, who was the most widely watched television show of all time a few saturdays ago just uh throwing that out there my personal geek <laughs> <laughs> how old are you guys uh, I'm 30. Uh, 23. And I'm the baby of the group. I'm 21. Okay, single, girlfriends, what's your status? Uh, married, two beautiful kids. Uh, girlfriend. Happily single. <laughs> okay, when you're, 30, when you're 30 years old, when you're 30 years old, married, and, you're, and you've got two kids, can you still be a geek? I mean, can you outgrow, can you outgrow geekdom at a certain point? No. His, and I've, uh, I've met his wife, and uh, he can't. <laughs> his uh how old's uh how old's uh your son now mac or uh, ryan how old's uh, mac? Four, he's four years old going on 30 awesome. yeah he's uh he's four years old and this kid knows just about as much about the marvel universe as i do and i spent years devoted to this yeah. so it's it's impressive it's incredible and, yeah, yeah don't worry Mac's second language. willis willis is gonna be taking you guys on so we'll see how much you truly know but hold on hold on one sec though let's go back to rye for a sec rye so your son's four years old yes sir do you want him to be a geek through school or a non-geek whatever a non-geek means well i want to to take the to take the high road i want him to be whatever he wants to be but if i have my druthers I would hope that he is true to himself enough that if he likes something, then he geeks about it and he geeks harder about it than anybody else he knows and makes it his passion. Because I think, I think what, what needs to be said is that being a geek isn't about comic books and it's not about Dungeons and Dragons. You could be a diehard Cubs fan and you're just a Cubs geek. You're still a geek. Yes. It's just that Cubs is your geek. So I hope he's a geek because I hope he has something that he loves enough to to try to get other people involved in what he loves. That's a great answer. That is a great answer. I love that. Yeah. And and I bet your boy, the four year old, I bet he knows who shot first between Han Solo and Greedo. Well, of course he does. Okay, well, <laughs> well <done. laughs> that's that's what I love about geeks because they teach their their children 
the right way. Okay. So, so you guys, so I, I did a little research on this because, you know, I fancy myself as a bit of a geek, but I mean, I, you know, I didn't know I had the credentials, you know, that like you guys have, for example. But so back in the early 1900s, when, um, and this is from wikihow.com, by the way, when traveling carnals were, carnivals were popular, they had performers among them called the geek, right? And his job was to perform bizarre or disgusting acts, you know, stuff like that. But today, as we've mentioned, this term is really in vogue and it is used to represent somebody who's generally very knowledgeable, even to the point of obsession about any topic. And geeks actually uh, fit in kind kind of unlike nerds, according to this definition, and um, their fascination makes them unique. So, so all of that's true. And guys, I would go so far as to say that geekdom is even sexy in some instances. You agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it is absolutely sexy. <laughs> like, for example, my, my best example, if anybody wants to argue with me out there, listeners, is there's a movie called Fanboys. And Kristen Bell plays mm-hmm. a geek girl in that movie. And it's awesome. It's just, it totally works. It's like, you know, geeks are attractive, whether they're female or male. But to me, at least, because... And I'm not just talking physically, but I'm talking that the idea of being a geek is attractive just because when somebody's passionate, when they have a passion, then I think that's defines them as a person. And that's cool. Well, yeah, you know, the, the more excited you are about something, the more other people want to know about it. Right. You yes. know, it, it's like a sales tactic almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so another theory I have on this and you guys can all weigh in, please. But due to the internet now and to people like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg and even somebody like Harry Knowles, I think that those were also people who have also made geekdom cool. Hey, wait a second. But, you know, don't you're, you're almost pigeonholing geeks into a, a, a certain type of compartment um, with the obvious ones. Ashton Kutcher might be a geek. Guys, is, he, is Ashton mm-hmm. Kutcher a geek? Sure is. Yeah, about something. You know I mean? I'm sure. a, geek, a geek doesn't have to be the pencil neck stereotype anymore, I don't think. Right. No, not at all. Um, being a geek these days is is liberating. It's uh it's 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 the ability to be able to express yourself without giving a darn about what anybody else thinks about you. It's it's the societal burning of the bra. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob, Robert Downey, Robert Downey, he's a real I think he's a cool guy. Right, he's a, I think, and he's probably, probably also a geek. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, there there was a time, according to some interviews, where he wasn't so much. Um, it's it said that uh, he burned Iron Man issue one. Uh, he stole it from some nerdy classmate that he didn't like. Whoa! But uh, he has had a complete change of heart. Okay, you just use that word again. So Jason mentioned nerd, and you just said mm-hmm. nerdy. Do you guys really distinguish between geek and nerd? <clears throat> yes, um, we do. Um, for us, uh, the main difference is that um, not not that nerds don't necessarily have a thing they geek on, but for a lot of nerds, in our opinion, they have like one thing that they geek on, and um, they don't want people to know about it, and they don't really want to s- to, to spread that geek. Um, for for geeks, the uh, the the thing is, we want to proselytize. We want other people to bow to our religion of geekdom, almost in our, in in a, in a weird sort of way. Um, we want to go out there. We want to let people know, like, hey, what we love is cool, and you should love it too because it's cool, and we're cool. So you should come <laughs> hang out with us and be friends with us because we don't have any. 
<laughs> you know, because uh, we're just we're just not lukewarm about anything. We're either we're either um, we're either exceedingly passionate about something or exceedingly dish passionate about something. We either love it or we hate it. There's no in between for geeks. Oh yeah. <laughs> and 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 let me look down the list here on, on your bio pages, and I'll link these in the show notes for this episode, listeners. You got to read these guys' pages. Very cool. They have some of the things that they're most passionate about. So I'm going to look at Joe's page here and ask him. So, so, uh, uh-oh. so Joe, so Joe um, no, I, I love that. This is actually very cool. One of the things I want to ask you about on this list, where did it go? Now I'm stumbling, stumbling. Keith already, is, Harry, is Harry Potter on his list? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Number one, it's actually, I think it's true. But it's, is Harry, is Harry Potter, is it entrenched in geekdom, or do you think Harry Potter could fade in terms of its geek importance? Can it do what in terms of its geek importance? Is is Harry Potter up there in the Hall of Fame geek books and movies? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I, so I, you okay, know what? It was my me, number give me, one geek. Give, me the, um, give the top five in geekdom in terms of movies or books. Oh boy, that's a tough uh, one. You're going to have to separate it's, it's, the two. It's, 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 it's either movies or books. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's start with books. So, I mean, I would guess if it's if we're going books, I would guess not necessarily in this order, but maybe maybe in this order. I would guess Harry Potter first. No, Lord of the Rings first. Okay. Harry Potter, and I'm going to go third. Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'm not sure number four, Jason. You got, will, you got you two more. Come on, man. You got this. You're on a roll. <laughs> Am I? Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm not a big reader, so sorry. Give me a hint. Comic I mean, I, books. I, I, you got well. You got comic books. If you're going to throw those in there, but you also got the the Wheels of Time series. Yeah. Uh, and I don't me, know. Per- I don't personally, know if you're going to go with me, you're going to go. My number five would be Brian Jock's Redwall series. Ooh, choice. <laughs> that's just that's just me. You lost, you what, lost me, guys. What I'm about? What about Deathlands? Are the Deathlands books in there with you guys? Have you read those? I'm just wondering. Deathlands? I don't think I've heard of those. Same. What about, about what about World Without End? I, World Without but, End. Are boy, we are, boy, you we usually are, don't catch me flat-footed with books, but you've you've caught me. Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, 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 okay. Wait a second. How about uh, how could we forget? Um, uh, what do you call it? The Jennifer Lawrence movies, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah, right. I would say, um, you know what? Those those are a good gateway book into book nerddom. That's exact. That's exactly where I was. Um, Joe, you took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly where I was going to go. Oh, on. and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in I'm gonna throw in Ender's Game. Ender's Game is amazing. I, I think it's an amazing an amazing series to bring people in, and and I love the fact that it's it's just sci-fi enough that it might bring people into other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, am I, but let's go back to the top three. Was I right with Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, and Game of Thrones? I think I think so, I think personally. At least you for were us. To take a, yeah, if you were to take a snapshot, I think, of society right now as far as books in a geek wheelhouse, that would be it. Hmm. What I wanted to ask you guys, so on his list here, on Joe's list, he has Bioshock in there, and I know that's the really popular video game. And they mm-hmm. did, they did, they attempted this mo- movie adaptation, right? It was like a, but, but, I heard along the way that they were really trying to make a good, quote-unquote, good movie adaptation. What happened with that, and why? They, what the heck? They've been talking about that forever. Uh, I, uh, If you don't mind me saying, I, I was the one that kind of got Joe into uh, Yeah, Bioshock. I have heard him 
do this. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. I uh, I have loved the Bioshock games ever since they came out. I've always really kind of enjoyed like the steampunk feel from them. The story is fantastic, and they've been talking about a movie about that for probably about as long as they've been talking about a movie for Halo. And uh, I I have no idea what they're waiting on. I mean, it's not like we don't have the technology. You can look at Avatar and see that we've clearly got the film technology there. We've got fantastic actors. Uh, I mean, I could even make a cameo for them. So, I mean, there's there's no reason that they haven't started a, a Bioshock movie. They've got great writers, great actors out there, and everything they really need to do it is there. So Nice. Okay. I got a question. Yeah. I beat Bioshock Infinite, and okay. I did not understand the ending to the game. It made no damn sense. I thought it was perfect. I, I thought, thought it was, was also perfect. excellent. <laughs> um, I was highly disappointed with that ending. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Uh, well, spoilers, I guess, for anybody who's listening uh, for Bioshock Infinite. Uh, the ending of it is uh, you find out that there are all of these different alternative realities in this universe, right? And you play as this character called Booker DeWitt, and he's traveling around with this girl who can kind of open these tears between these realities. Right. All right. So at the very end, you find out there's this uh, uh, religious fellow who buys, goes by the name of Comstock this entire game, and he's your antagonist. He's the big baddie. You know, he's the reason that there's all this wrong in the world and stuff like that. Well, you end up actually finding out that Booker DeWitt is an alternative reality incarnation of Comstock. Uh, he is Elizabeth's uh, father who was taken away from him by this, uh, this religious dystopian figure. <laughs> and I-, I thought it was great. Like the ending for me couldn't have been any more perfect. I dropped my controller. My jaw dropped. I just sat on my couch staring at the blank screen for I don't even know how long after the game was done. It was, it was phenomenal to me. He missed work for like three days. It's not – he's not wrong. <laughs> Willis? <laughs> Willis, do you know what he's talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. But then I've got, just... I've got news for you, Willis. You're a geek. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Club, but... Like oh. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, considering that I beat the game like 5 o'clock in the morning playing it from 9 o'clock that – um night until five o'clock in the morning and, and was tired as all get out and beat the game. So yeah, that may have made it hard to appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. I've had plenty of nights like that, so I understand entirely. So so I got a number of things to ask you guys about if you're interested in these things. Because seriously the listeners have got to check out the links because you've got these really long lists that are amazing. <laughs> but uh, but as far as like as a songwriter and a musician myself, I want to know are you guys into Daniel Johnston, for example? I thought you were going to say Daryl Johnston from the Cowboys. You kind of <laughs> threw me off. Nobody knows who that is, Jason. Uh, I don't, but I'm always open to new music. Love okay. new music. Yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love for you guys to check that out. I just wonder because it's kind of an underground thing, and I saw on Rob's list he likes underground music. So, um, But I'd recommend checking out Daniel Johnston. But, Rob, what are some underground musicians or bands that you're into? Just curious. And, and, by, and by the way, I do notice there's not a lot of music represented on your list. I saw Dead Mouse and a few other acts, but generally um, it's not heavy on the music. Um. Well, I am I'm huge into music. Uh, I I get home from work, and uh, as soon as I get home, I the first thing that I do is turn on my stereo, 
and my stereo's on until I leave for work the next morning. Um, I, I love electronic music, um, electro, house music, dubstep, all of that stuff. Um, and I'm even kind of an aspiring DJ. I do that a lot of my free time. Um, so I listen to a, a lot of the, a lot of, uh, European uh, music. Um, I, I like Hardwell, Porter Walt Robinson. Uh, some of the Canadians too, like Dead Mouse. Um, it, I just, it's so it's it's so hard whenever it comes to EDM. What, because would, what would the what would the geek view be on Lady Gaga? Um, I actually <laughs> really like Lady Gaga, but I'm sure that that's an unpopular opinion. And, uh, that, just, and that and that just bought him one week of jokes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I will. Uh, uh, since I no longer work with these guys on a daily basis, I will go ahead and say that, um, in spite of myself, in spite of myself, I have come to appreciate Lady Gaga as the genius she she, she secretly is. Um, although I don't enjoy her music as much as I enjoy um, who she is and who she could be as a pop culture icon. Remember earlier when we said that we either really like it or we really hate it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> This is- I really hate it. <laughs> Are there any really mainstream musicians or acts out there that you do like? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Give, give us some. Uh, I hate most of them. <laughs> I'm kind of a hipster, so. Well, this is making I, – uh, go ahead. Sorry. I, 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 I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I, uh, I, since I can remember, I've been a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. And, and you know, and Boz Skaggs. I can't get wow. Okay, but you've got to like. I would think geeks have to like Arcade Fire. Uh, you know, no, it's just, I haven't listened to them as much as I should. But I, I've enjoyed what I've heard. Doesn't do it for I, me. I, I also think Keith. I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you a little bit here. I think. Okay. Uh, you, you say things like geeks gotta love Arcade Fire, and uh, <laughs> you're painting with a very wide brush. <laughs> yeah, Keith. Come on, Keith. Yeah. What are you doing, man? Okay, I want to. I want to. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you. I, I want to say something. <laughs> let, 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 I want. I, I want this to underpin all of my comments tonight. To me, geeks are superior. I'm not saying this in a tongue-in-cheek way. I truly believe that, for the most part, of course. The, you know, that's why I asked earlier. Are there dumb geeks? Because I actually believe, and I'm. I think I've got. I've got some geek in me and I, I'm, I'm proud to say that because I do think geeks tend to be um, more evolved, more enlightened, more curious, more literate. I mean, it, I could go on, but almost every adjective I have in my brain would apply to you guys. So if I mention Arcade Fire, I don't, I don't think the average person out there would even know who Arcade Fire is. You guys know who they are and I would, I would expect you to dig them because you guys are just, I think, a little more enlightened. Well, but, but you're but you're right. I am. It's, it, it's a it's a very broad brush I'm painting you guys with, and I well, realize. Look, look at me, eat crow. You guys, <laughs> you guys can't be into everything that is that is um, you know cutting edge, but quite a bit of it you are. <laughs> I, I, I think the point I was trying to make well, was that sir. the point I was trying to make was that geeks are people who are super passionate about things. So. <laughs> I'm super passionate about Boz Skaggs. I saw him in Long Island one time. He was but you're awesome. Too, you're too young to be. I'm. I'm really impressed. I love Boz Skaggs. But Dude, I'm an, I'm an. I'm an old soul, man. 
He plays it. He plays it incessantly at work, like all the time. He so. actually created a station on my Pandora account for Boz Skaggs. Nice. So if you like Boz Skaggs, I'd be intrigued. Who else do you like? Who's old school? Uh, you know, uh, my father and I went down to Tampa Bay to see Boz Skaggs and Pablo Cruz. That was really cool. Yeah. I went. To, I went to a Michael Martin Murphy concert, which was really neat. Wow. Uh, John John Prine was awesome. Yeah, I don't know whatever uh, happened to him. John Prine? Yeah, he sort of he really faded away. I haven't heard of him in years. He was like a like a dying son. Yeah, he just <laughs> he faded into the neither and and but he he tours still. Uh, he's just he's a really he's old now. So I mean, wow. God rest his soul. I think he's already dead. But Boss Gags <laughs> didn't Boss Gags have a truly unique voice? What a voice! Oh, it's awesome! It's awesome! And it. It uh, it's actually uh, love. Look what you've done to me is my wedding song. Song. It was our first dance. Aw, yeah, that's very romantic. If, if my wife's gonna listen to this, I better throw her in there. Is it so? Right. Here I here I go painting with a broad brush again. Is it safe to assume you don't like Michael Bolton? You know, uh, I like him now. Um, Since he cut his making, hair, right? Well, he's making a mockery of himself, and he's very self-effacing now, and I think that is awesome. <laughs> well, and guys, you should know something about my friend Keith here. He loves definitives and absolutes. He likes to categorize things. But Keith, only a Sith deals in absolutes. So, got it. That line always cracked me up because that's an absolute in and of itself. But anyway, I, I got a question for you guys. If something becomes too mainstream or too popular, then does it lose its geek appeal? And I guess Kate. No, it means we've won. We've won, okay. Because I was gonna say, case in point would be might be uh, Sigaros, for example. Because because that used to be, you know, the Icelandic band. They used to be super cool to like Sigaros, and not many people had heard about them or whatever. But then very, I've never heard of them. I don't think these guys have heard of them. Have you have you heard no, of them? I, I haven't, and I, I think what you're talking about is the very rare hipster geek. <laughs> oh, no, Jason switch, Jason always pull Jason always pulls out like. Johnson, I don't know. He pulls out these acts or people nobody's ever heard of. Maybe if he mentioned Bjork, do you guys like Bjork? Uh, I liked when she dressed as a swan. Well, you remember that? <laughs> was that at the Academy Awards? What award show was that at? Oh, the Golden the, Globes, I think. Oh. I, I think it was the Academy Awards, actually. No, it might, you know what? I don't know. Might have been the Golden Globes. Now I get second guessing myself. Okay, so we've been, we've been talking now for almost 40 minutes, and can you believe? No one's asked you about the Big Bang Theory. I've got to ask that cliche question. Dude, I've, dude, I've never seen it. I don't believe it. I, no, uh, I, I swear to God, I've never seen it. I've wow. seen several episodes. It is. Um, there are some episodes that are just diamonds in the rough, and there are some episodes that are completely and utterly unwatchable to me. And, I, and it's really hit or miss. I don't know when it's going to be really good or when it's going to be really bad. Wow. I love the passion for trains. <laughs> see, o- see overall i uh i really enjoy it uh i usually don't go out of my way to watch it but whenever it's on i uh i, I do enjoy it. i like watching it so I what, what's the best what's the best tv show oh, oh. Which one of us Current, currently to? on walking dead oh you know guys it's the best oh. you can argue I can't, a, I can't argue. I want to argue it as a, as a as a passionate lover of Doctor Who, but I, I have to I have to agree with him. Uh, uh, you know, so what I, uh, what's next? Second best, third best? Well, Keith, Game of Thrones. For me, yeah, yeah. Agents of Shield. 
Thank I gotta throw you. that in there. I, I really, I really, really like Agents Wish of Shield. Rob and Willis, get a room. That's a terrible show. <laughs> no, whatever, No, I'm a, I'm a huge, huge Marvel fanboy. I could probably go on for days about how much I dislike DC, and how much I think that Marvel is God's gift to everyone. Like, it, it's truly like the characters are great. The stories are phenomenal. Uh, everything about the MCU. I mean, Marvel is just dead on for me. Willis, take him on. I can't take him on because he a Marvel man, just like me. <laughs> there you it's go. It's mutual respect, man. It's we're just as, as brilliant as as brilliant as you guys are. Nobody knows more than our friend Willis. Oh, challenge accepted. Okay, throw down. Go. Ask him anything. All right, uh, first uh, issue of a comic that Iron Man was ever introduced to. What was the name of the comic series? Tales of Suspense. Atta babe, you got it. <laughs> nice. That's all you got? That's all? He's a That's one-trick it. pony, folks. <laughs> all right, so, uh, okay, so what about uh, Wolverine? First, uh, what was the first comic that Wolverine was ever introduced to? Hulk 181. I'm impressed. Oh my, oh my wow. goodness. I've, I I've rarely I seen this look on Rob's face. No, no, Willis got, has one for you. He's bringing it I back. I got one for you. What, okay. What character, what superhero character appeared in the third issue of the limited series of the first Transformers comic book? Ooh. Ooh um, man. Da, da, da. Yeah, right. <laughs> Man, you know, I I'm well, go, he's, not, he's not your lead. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Wolverine, but I've got nothing on that one. You you trump me on that. Spider Man. Spider Man. You got it. I'll give you that one. Nice. He's gonna be in a bad mood all week. I'm now, gonna, yeah, <laughs> that's just buzz killed my week. That's it. Bravo. <laughs> Good on you though. Like oh I'm impressed. Those are usually my first like uh, those are the first two questions that I'll ever pull out and I've never had a person get one or both of them right, so that's good on you, my man. We don't. Feel- he's like the gatekeeper in Monty Python. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he's, he's just never. He's never been asked the same questions back. <laughs> uh, the, the thing is, you guys, about Willis is he just doesn't have very good taste in movies, though. Typically, so. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you like, Insidious. Ch- chapter two. Chapter two. Did uh, you guys see Insidious Chapter two? Uh, I, I also. I I've seen the first one, but I've I've yet to see chapter two. The, so is it the, thoughts on it? Pretty the, good. The first one was a six out of ten, so it was okay. But the second one is filled with jump scares. Really effective one. It's fun to watch. Very fun. Well, Willis hasn't even go. seen it. I'll just I say don't want to see it because I hated the first one. The first one was some oh. garbage. No trust. Oh. No love. No trust for Jay of the, the Day. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm with you, Willis. I can't watch horror movies like that. I'm just not a slasher films guy. Uh, <laughs> it's just but, not are, my th- but are geeks generally into horror? I love uh, horror. Some of them are. I th- yeah, I think I, so, definitely. Uh, if you've ever get the chance, I uh, I actually really enjoyed the VHS, uh, both of the movies that came out there. Uh, they're really low budget, um, kind of indie so, films. Yeah, it mm-hmm. do- it does show, but uh, I I think that they're they're very solid recently produced horror films. I love scary movies. Yeah, so horror anthologies, in fact, yes. And and by the way, I do have to just put one little correction out there. Insidious Chapter Two is not technically a slasher. It's more of a supernatural ghost movie. Oh come on, just, Joe! Just 
<laughs> Come on. That's how little I care about this. <laughs> <laughs> my dispassionate category. Okay, so so you guys, so we'll we'll um we'll mix it up here now. I what I did a little. Jason, don't even try. There's no way you're going to have any control over tonight's show. I know. I'm not. <laughs> it's gone. We lost it, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Well, I, this is this is the craziest. This is the craziest episode of the Donut Show yet. I love it. Well, see, these guys are hardcore, and I and I can totally appreciate that. So they're you know. They're tangling with Willis here, so I mean they're way beyond me. But I wanna—I got a gauge here to find out exactly how geeky they are. I went to Geekscape.net. Do you guys like that site? Hate it or whatever? Uh, I can say that I've been there a handful of times at least. Okay, okay. So they—they they put a list on there, and it was like uh, ten geek interests that are too geeky even for you. And so I want to name off these interests and see if you guys are into them. Yes, just say yes or no or whatever. So, um, funny animal comics. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, learning imaginary languages and maybe the most yes. popular example Abs- of that. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. Rob and I are in the process of learning Klingon so that we can do a Star Trek RPG appropriately. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> it's it's true. <laughs> that is hardcore to learn an imaginary language. Yeah. Wow. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. So you're you're learning Klingon then, right? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I we decided that we wanted to play uh, another uh, role playing game because we got bored with Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder. So I decided I was going to go ahead and just put together my own uh, game system for Star Trek. And so I, I was in charge of writing the story and decided that I wanted these guys to be stranded on this Klingon homeworld forever. And I thought it was only appropriate to just make like force my players to learn Klingon. And that was- I, uh, I can also give you the dark elvish on the ring of power if you want it. <laughs> oh, let's hear it. Do it. Ashnaz drabadaluk, ashnaz kimpatul, ashnaz drakataluk, achburzumi si kimpatul. You know what was so amazing about that? There was a little bit of echo on Skype. <laughs> and it was perfect. <laughs> These guys are so perfect. It was exactly like get Andy and Carl. These guys, only Andy and Carl. We just want these guys from now on. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious you just dissed my co-host on movie podcast weekly that's hilarious uh, that so can i hear some klingon do you guys get some of that in here oh man no i uh, i i bought a book like last week so okay just I, this is, this is a it's a recent endeavor unfortunately well, when you guys come back, because we're definitely going to have to have you back, we'd like to hear well, no, some Klingon, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Now, what about the radio drama? Are you guys into listening to those? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah we actually <laughs> sit around acting out our own from time to time. Okay. Awesome. Like a, like a film noir na- uh, radio deal, like with the detectives and such. What? Rob put on his headphones and sat on the stool in front of the computer. <laughs> I love it. What about Jason asked the question? Rob said, "Hello." <laughs> what about Vampire the Masquerade? You know, uh, I actually kind of got into that for a while. Um, I, I stumbled upon one of their video games and uh, really, really enjoyed like the kind of lore and mythos that they built up behind that. So I found out that they had uh, card games and role playing games. And uh, uh, I, uh, I don't know. I really enjoyed it for the phase that I was in. Uh, I don't know if I've gone back to it recently, but uh, I don't think they've done much with it. But I thought it was really interesting whenever I was there. When I was in junior high, there was a kid in my <laughs> science class who was uh, 
<laughs> I don't know. He was like second in his coven or something. And, <laughs> and uh, he would not pay attention to my teacher. And my teacher was really good. He was, he was our wrestling coach. And our heavyweight at the time was actually the leader of the coven. And so he taught our high school wrestling coach some sort of, well, some fake language and some sort of hand gesture that would tell this kid that I'm a higher ranking vampire than you and you have to do what I tell you to. And the next day in class, he was, he was not listening. He was causing trouble. And he did this. He spit out this obviously rehearsed bit of vampire vitriol at this kid and did some hand motion. And for the rest of the year, he was the best student ever. <laughs> wow. So that's my vampire masquerade story. How about you guys? I love that story. <laughs> that was hilarious. I don't think that I don't think we could top that. What about this? Do any of you guys belong to the Church of the Subgenius? <laughs> Not yet. I'm joining tonight, though. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> okay. I've never heard of it. <laughs> okay. Supposedly, the Church of the Subgenius rose up in Texas to coincide with the growth of the punk movement. So, anyway, right. that's huh. one of those things. And then I would think geek, that geeks makes must, sense. Are, are geeks into punk still, or uh, were they? Well, it's not dead. Well, it's it's never dead. Punk's not dead. Not dead. No, I uh, I kind of dig on punk. I wouldn't say that I'm punk by any standard at all. I'm probably about the whitest normal kid you know, but uh, I... Uh, no, he's not. He's lying. No, I try. I try to be normal, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Who's, pu- who's punk now? Is there... there uh, no. Are the Sex Pistols still a thing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on who you ask. <laughs> nice. What? The problem with the Sex Pistols is they is they couldn't play any music. <laughs> <laughs> and and when you're a musician, that's a really really it's it's tough sort of yeah, it, 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 it's it's sort of a prerequisite because there were some <laughs> punk bands, for example, the Clash. The Clash were great, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think the police <laughs> were really a, the the police were considered a punk band in a sense. Mm. I think like. Nowadays, I think Skrillex is the closest you're gonna get to punk, and even then, that's like blasphemous. So yeah, that's that's um that's bad. Burning steak material, my friend. I know. Is that <laughs> sure? Is that bangerang? Is that bangerang by? Is that bangerang by Skrillex? <laughs> so so you guys, there's only two more things on this list I want to ask you about because I'm I'm very curious. What about furries? Are you guys into furries? Oh, God. <laughs> that's uh. Oh, no. Tell the listeners, because I'm sure our listeners, most of them won't know what that is. Explain. Uh, guys, guys, I'll take this one because I'll keep it rated G. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, yeah. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Furries are when you dress up as if you were uh, in, in a real high quality, high caliber um, animal, animal suit, <laughs> like a mascot, like you're a like a I don't know, like you're a Stanford tree or something or a panther. Right. And and. <laughs> And you have uh, physical relations with another guy or girl in a suit, <laughs> and it, that's as G-rated as I can get it. But it, it no. Now, no. now, now, I will say, if I had some sort of awesome panther suit, I would wear it. I just wouldn't have physical relations with another guy in a panther suit, <laughs> or his wife, probably, <laughs> or, or his my wife. wife. Yeah, not she because doesn't... he wouldn't, but she'd refuse him. 
<laughs> well, she doesn't own a panther suit. That's probably that's probably the problem. But uh, Princess Leia metal bikini, maybe right? Sold. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Oh, on board. All right, uh. <laughs> and then the last one on this list: uh, Do you guys sing or write? Um, you know, songs in the uh, I got to think of the con- conjugation, a uh, filk songs or filking. Are you guys into that? <laughs> did, you, did you say? Did you say folk? Uh, well, it's it's a mixture of um, folk music and sci-fi, you know, the F-I and sci-fi, and it's filking. It's when you, you write or sing song, campfire songs about, um, you know, fictitious cre- people or creatures like um, the Ballad of Optimus Prime, for example. It's amazing, no, Jason. How about, Jason, you, Jason, you brought up so many things in this show that nobody's ever heard of. Not on purpose. I'm just <laughs> – I, I just amazing. didn't know that was called filking. I mean, we've written – I mean – We've we've written songs about things like this. We just didn't know it was a uh, a genre of music. Well, you guys are filkers then. We thought we were alone. <laughs> I had no idea I filked so much. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Are we are we done with this list, Jason? So we can get down to some really exciting stuff. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's do it. Did you have something in mind you wanted to cover, Keith? Well, we've got to talk about superhero movies with Willis. Of course. Yeah, that's on the list for sure. Um. Absolutely. We can do that now. Let's go into it. So, Willis, um, start us out here. What do you want to talk to these guys about? Well, how do you feel about Affleck being Batman? I don't like it, but I, again, I think the DC is going to tank and they're awful anyway, so it's whatever. If they want to do it, go for it. (laughs) I think there have been worse Batman films. Probably. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Joe's seen an advanced copy of the movie that hasn't been made yet. So, um, I, you know what? I uh, my my knee jerk reaction was I hated it, and then I and then I thought about it, and um, I started thinking of movies that I don't like with Ben Affleck in it, and then uh, I decided I still hated it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I figure as long as Matt Damon isn't Robin, we'll probably be okay. <laughs> I'm really banking on that, actually. <laughs> Oh man, Willis, what's your? Tell them where you're coming from on it. My thing is, I'm not an Affleck fan, so I think they did this on purpose. I think everybody loves Batman so much as a character that they put the actor that people don't really associate with being as being playing Batman, so they can make Superman look better in his own movie. Huh. Mm, that's, that's par for the course for DC. Conspiracy theory. Nice. I like it, man. I dig it out. Okay. Well, what about Wonder Woman here? We heard today that Wonder Woman is going to actually appear just got cast, yeah. in the Batman versus Superman movie. How, what are your thoughts there? I think well, they should th- probably just cast Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, and just call it a Justice <laughs> just League movie. The, yeah. And it's and for those who are curious, they cast Gal, as her name pronounced, Gadot. I think it's Gal Gadot, yeah. Gal Gadot, okay, yeah. So, Which sounds like a, a fantasy villain if I've ever heard one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, they've got the alliteration with the G's on her uh-huh. name, so that works. That works. Are yeah. you guys with Willis? Willis feels there's no such thing as too many superhero movies. For me personally, I like I like the odd one, but they've gone way overboard. How, how do you guys feel? I think as long as – I mean – I think to a point it's going to saturate and it's almost going to saturate too much. But as long as they keep it, you know, what is Marvel doing? Two a year? Yeah. You give me two a year, I'm fine with that. With enough space in between, you know, and it it makes you pine for it. And and with Marvel, what Marvel's doing with the button scenes at the end of their movies or their mid-credit button scenes, 
mean, all I want to do now is see Guardians of the Galaxy. It's all I think about, really. Cannot wait. Nice. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I just, I'm a, I'm a quality over quantity guy. As long as the quality stays uh, as high as it could be, I don't really care. Just go ahead and feed me movies. <laughs> so give us, right. give us your list, guys. The, the greatest superhero movies. Iron Man one. Top one, period. Hold on. As, as you go through your list, we'll have a critique by Willis. Willis, yay or nay to that? Um, I like Iron Man as a movie for right now, but Superman, the movie. No, you're you're wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> to see you a Marvel fan. <laughs> I will say I will say that the uh, the Man of Steel, the new Superman movie, it was probably one of the best Superman pieces that has been put out. Now that being said, no, it, it's still Superman. I, Rob, it's still Superman, and like uh, I I dislike DC. I hate Superman. Like loathe, cannot stand. Just isn't like if he was to fall off the face of the map. No. It'd be too soon. Isn't that anti-American? How come you hate Superman? <laughs> I think, well, he, uh, didn't, he didn't say Captain America. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, I uh, I just think that he's a really poorly developed character. He's really unrelatable. He's just like he, they build him up to be this impervious superhero, and then the minute that somebody finds a way to beat him or takes his power away, his first reaction is to go to back the middle of nowhere in Kansas, and then. Uh, live out his life as a normal person whenever the clearly the rest of the world's in peril. Like, that doesn't scream superhero to me. Uh, <laughs> Iron Man doesn't have superpowers other than his awesome suit, and he's kind and of money. a smart guy. Yeah, he's got money, so yeah. He's about as, super, like, as much of a superhero as Batman. I can give Batman a little bit more credit as a superhero, but um, if Iron Man, like, the entirety of Iron Man 3, you basically saw the Iron Man suit maybe three, four times. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the worst with, Iron Man. Uh, I'll talk about that later. But uh, yeah, interesting. No, like uh, the fact that he did everything that he did and was willing to challenge this villain as much as he did. Um, he he was a he was a great superhero without powers, and I think that really says something. Okay, number two. Well, I believe oh, sorry, Will. that. Hold on, I believe because you're younger than us, you didn't grow up with. The Christopher Reeve original Superman movie. So I tell I him that all the time. It it was a the movie came out in a different era, and the way Christopher Reeve portrays Superman is something that will never happen again because he actually put heart to a character that's really hard to develop any kind of feelings towards him because he's so powerful in the comics. And um Christopher Reeve actually bought some humanity to the character that I don't think anybody else will ever do again. The only person that came close was probably in the um, animated series, um, Tim Daly, but that's my feeling towards Superman. Boy, I gotta say, thank you for finally verbalizing what I've been trying to tell him for a long time without having the capability to do so. I will say that if it's that hard to like make people feel something for him as a character though, like why should he be a character? It's not worth it in my opinion. <laughs> like I appreciate that Superman was kind of the first superhero, but other than that like he's awful. <laughs> Period. Um and I'm not the biggest Superman fan, so <laughs> can I just jump I'm I'm not on the level with you guys with superheroes, but I just want to say something about Superman. Spider-Man is my favorite. 
But there you go. But with Same Su- here. but with Superman, you guys, he he appeals to me in that he is the opposite of my fragility and my mortality and and the ways that I'm vulnerable and weak and imperfect. He is hope. He is amazing. And 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 maybe I I guess I tie him a lot to because I'm a Christian and so I tie him a lot to like Christianity. And I guess that's why he's important to me. I. I, I, he just makes me feel warm inside or something. That, that's how also <laughs> oh. I feel. I, I agree okay. with you there. We're, we're, we're getting too deep. Um, can, we go, can, can we go to number two? What's number two on your movie list? Superhero I, I movie got list. number two for you, and it's, it's the, ni- what is it, the 1989 original Michael Keaton Batman. Yes. Mm. And, I'm, and I'm a Marvel guy. I think we've – I mean one thing that rings true with, with – Geek cast for the most part is we're all Marvel guys, and I think it's because we've grown up in this golden age of superhero film, really. But when I was a kid, Marvel was more my 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 digs. But I, you know, I, I think we were talking about Ben Affleck earlier. Their whole goal was they wanted an older, um, aged Batman. Just recast Michael Keaton. <laughs> right. Right. Willis, you like is and was the best Batman anyway. Willis, you you're there with him, right? Batman, that was my movie back in the day. I went to see that joint twice at the movie theater. Not because of Michael Keaton being Batman. It's one person and one person only that made that whole movie for me. Wing Freak Terrorizes. Way to lay get a load of me. I love it that you went there. Willis, because that's exactly what I was going to call Let's dazzle the listeners, everybody. Ready? We're going to do Batman quotes 1989. Um, Willis started off. I'll go next. Shields. Just quotes from the movie. Come on, you guys. Okay, I've got to move this show along tonight. Number three. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Keith, we're doing this. I have to do it next. What are you? I'm Batman. You weigh a little more. <laughs> you weigh a little more than a hundred and eight. Come on, you guys. <laughs> and the and the the one to top it off before we move on. You have a dance with the devil by the pale moonlight. I asked that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. <laughs> Where have you been? Sometimes I I'll that's my go-to question when I don't know somebody. Honestly, God, I'll I'll say I'll say uh hey let me let me ask you a question. And they'll say, what's that? And I'll say, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> and it, it either throws them completely off guard or they're they're right with me. I've been there. He threw that at my girlfriend the first time he met her, and she just kind of froze. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome. But, but let, me, let, me th- let me throw it in there. Vicky Vale says, you're insane. And he says, oh, I thought I was a Pisces. <laughs> yeah, nice. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good job. Any more? Yeah, Any more? Because I've seen that movie a million times, probably, and I love, I love Batman quotes from that movie. Just love it. I want to get through this list. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> hey Keith. Hey Keith. Where have you been spending your nights? <laughs> Go ahead, Keith. Sorry. I gotta, I gotta personally pipe up with uh, the Dark Knight. Personally, as as far as a Batman film, it was my favorite. Yeah, um, I, I, just, I love Heath Ledger's Joker. I just maybe it was because I was a teenage boy at the time, but um, uh, he was just it was just such a phenomenal performance on so many levels for me that I just I can't get over how good that film was for me personally. And I would give that one to Joe. Uh, again, not being a DC guy, I thought that the acting in it, the story in it, uh, everything about it, like the movie was it was very, very solid. 
And so. I got I, I got a question. Do you feel that Dark Knight Rises was totally didn't get Batman as a character? It ruined the whole character that they could have just had did the Dark Knight and just left it alone. They shouldn't have never made the third one. You know, I uh I liked the third one in the sense of how they wrapped up the series. I didn't think that it ruined Batman as a character. There were some problems that I had with it, and I don't think that it was as good as two, but I don't think they were trying to make it as good as two. Uh, the way that they had set it up, it was kind of on its own level. They, 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 weren't, they knew how big it was. They weren't planning on trying to make something that big because they knew it was going to fail. The way that they wrapped it up I thought was a solid ending. I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't either, but I didn't it, hate it. <laughs> it betrayed yeah. Batman because if you watch the animated series, it they, basically Batman had to have a heart attack in order for him to stop being Batman. He was Batman until he was about fifty, and in um, Dark Knight Rises, he gave up before he was even thirty-five. <laughs> Eight yeah. years. At the same time, like, he definitely, like, you could see at the end of the second one how the Joker really affected him as a character. He got to Gordon. He uh, he killed the White Knight of Gotham. You know, he really, really traumatized Bruce in that in that go. He was trying to bring him down to his level. And that I, I feel like that's the reason that Bruce hung up his cape as early as he did in the, in the third movie. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on a sensitive subject, if you guys don't mind. Do it. Sure. Not at all. Did Heath Ledger win a Best Supporting Actor because he died, or did he deserve it? I think because he deserved it more than because he died. I think I he, would agree. I think he won it because he died, but I think he I deserved it. I think he won it. it because he died. But I think he deserved it. Uh, I'm with you there. Michael Shannon in Revolutionary Road. Did you see that? Oh, yes. Nope. Oh, yes. oh, my God. How do you – I don't know. I'll get off my soapbox. Let me ask you a question, Ryan. <laughs> Why so serious? <laughs> <laughs> All right, he earned it. <laughs> nice, I love it. I love it. Gentlemen, number four. The Flying Man. Ooh. You know what? Oh. Uh, it, it was a- what? Um, I'm going. I, that's my number four as well. I don't even know what movie that is. What movie yeah, is that? No, uh, if you get a chance, look up on YouTube The Flying Man. It's probably like a 10-minute short film about this uh, anti-hero. Like, it doesn't give you a whole lot of backstory. It leaves you on the edge of your seat the entire time. It's uh, Whoever put that together, like, those guys were brilliant. It Willis, was... do you know what they're talking about? Marcus Alcuris. I have no idea. Get on YouTube as soon as you guys can. No, it, The Flying is, Man is, is really... a... It's an amazing, like... 10 minute short story about this superhero. Yep, it's Marcus Alcurius, exactly. It's okay. really good. It makes you, We're it, makes check you it, out. it makes you, uh, it's over with, and you're like, no, 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 I need more. <laughs> yeah. Nice. We'll it link was, it in the show notes, you guys. Cool. Number five. You know, uh, I'd have to go personally V for Vendetta. I've, uh, it's one of those kind of third string DC comics that I really like. Uh, he hates DC. And it, yeah, <laughs> I, obviously. Uh, no, it uh, it's a great story. The acting was great in it. Uh, it's it, uh, I I really enjoyed it overall. I think V for Vendetta would probably be my five. Well, I'd probably agree. It's 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 uh, it's probably the movie that made me interested in comic book movies. I'm gonna be a total douche and say Thor two. 
Dark World. Oh, you know, yeah, I could. I, I definitely should be up there in my top five as well. It was. I really dug it, good. man. I dug I it. I liked it, it too. Awesome. It I love really Eccleston as Malekith was. It blew me away. He was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Or the Warriors three, even as briefly as they were in there, like they were. All of them were spot on. I great, more. great recasting on Fandral, by the way. Mm-hmm. That, he was supposed to be in it the first time, but yeah, but he couldn't make it. his contract a chuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm surprised though. No Spider Man in your top five. Not even um, Spider Man two, you guys. I would, if I had to pick a Spider Man film that would even be in my, if, if it were to make my top ten. It would be the the amazing Spider Man that just came out personally. Yes. The, the I other like ones that one much like, better. Too. Oh my god, there were there's the other ones were just kind of awful compared to it. Now, now Spider Man one I really enjoyed, but the Amazing Spider Man definitely blew it out of the water. I like part two the best though because I just like the character. I like um the interplay between Doctor Octopus and Spider Man. Well, I uh, I love Doc Ock. He's probably my he's probably my favorite Spider-Man villain personally. Yeah, and um, which one Andrew- has Sea Biscuit in it? <laughs> 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 yeah, the horse, not not Tobey Maguire. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I will say that's where DC has it over Marvel. I think is their villains, and I think yeah. that where where Warner Brothers is missing the boat. They need to flip the switch on Marvel, and instead of trying to do the Justice League and Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman, they need to give me a give me a Joker movie, give me nice. you know give me a give me Harley Quinn. Because you know what I, I'd really like to see, I'd really like to see a Blackest Night trilogy. Absolutely, yeah, Ooh. just something really like I, DC has kind of started up with David no- or not uh, with Christopher Nolan. My apologies. Uh, this uh, this series, you know, they've they've really darkened up the DC universe. You've got all three Batmans, which are really gritty. Even the new Superman was relatively dark compared to most Superman things. Yeah. They should stick with that. I think uh, the Blackest I, I, Night would be uh, a fantastic series to jump right into. It would be hard to do because they screwed the pooch with Green Lantern. <laughs> I agree with that. By the way. Yeah. Guys, I want to I want to switch things up a bit because we we've got to uh, take into consideration there may there may be a few non geeks listening to this show. So to, uh, <laughs> anything's possible. So to bring this into the mainstream a little bit, let me just throw some random pop culture figures at you guys. I'd be curious about how you'd react to them. Okay, I'm going to start with Taylor Swift because I'm there's a part of me that thinks. Who cares would, about Taylor? No, I, I, <laughs> no, well, I'll tell you why. I think there's something. First of all, I think she's great. And I two, like her. I think there's something geeky about Taylor Swift. Yes. I, I knew Keith was trouble when he walked in. <laughs> she, she don't get nice. played on my radio. I um, uh, My grandmother was over at my house, so I had to watch the CMAs. Yeah. Uh, she is a Slytherin through and through, and I love that about her. Yeah. She is, she is the most ambitious woman I've ever, ever heard of. And it um, it's awesome to me. I don't and, necessarily like her music, but her as a person, man. she's like a she's like a black widow. She she dates guys just to write songs about their eventual breakup. And I, I will <laughs> I mean, say that that's it's she's she's a Slytherin and she's ambitious. Okay, does she make I mean, the geek? I, does she make the geek cut or not? Does she is she in a, or out? Not, not at all. She's not out. for us. Not for us. Okay, I'll keep going. Miley Cyrus in or out? Out. out. Not discussion. Tries too hard. I like her, but we'll, tries we'll way too, tries too tries hard. way too hard, man. Just be yourself. And maybe she is. I don't know, but that's just too much for me. Bradley Cooper. 
Total. Fantastic. Awesome. Total dude. Between, between being face and rocket raccoon, like he's like he's nailing the coffin pretty quickly for me. And, have, uh, how, how about limitless? Isn't limitless? Limitless. Like oh my oh gosh. My yes, that's exactly what I was Rob's thinking. Limitless is favorite film right now. Yeah, no, uh, I love Doc, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and I think that was a fantastic adaptation of it because that's exactly what it was. Like, it was just, it was a brilliant film. By the way, his best film to me is The Midnight Meat Train, 2008. Um, I've never heard of that. I've not seen it. Uh, I'm going uh, to trump your Midnight Meat Train. Do it. Let's hear it. Which I never thought I'd ever say that sentence in my life. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, if you want the best Bradley Cooper, look no farther than Wet Hot American Summer. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that, to be honest. Oh, my Oh my God. <laughs> okay, okay. Ryan, Ryan Gosling, in or out? Uh, in. He's in. Yeah. Uh, in. Is that I'd, like to have, you, I'd like to have a beer with him. Guys, is that because you guys really like The Notebook? I love The Notebook. Dude, I, I dug, <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it. I, I dug love, The Notebook. I weep openly every time I watch it. And I uh, eat a bowl of ice cream afterward. Because <laughs> it's the only and, thing that makes me better. I just need a gallon. It saves me the time and trouble of getting up. Just for the record. My uh, wife and I die. We'll turn into swans and fly away. I know we will. <laughs> just for the record. I've been, I've been a Ryan Gosling fan before he was hot ever since Lars and the Real Girl 2007. Lars and the Real Girl is fantastic. Very, a must-see. <laughs> also in the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> right, right. Okay, I'm going to throw a name at you. And... I actually believe this guy's a uh, a closet geek, and I think you'll agree. Justin Timberlake. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Oh yeah. Cool dude. Yeah. Very. Cool. Never met him. Cool dude. <laughs> I'd like I'd like to play Warhammer with him. <laughs> I, I would cool. play high elves to my uh, my orcs and goblins really well. <laughs> Doing those orcs. Honey, honey, boo boo. Uh. uh and I don't really care. I don't. I don't really care. I don't. I don't really care anything about Honey Boo Boo. That was a way for me to introduce the subject of reality TV. Okay. Uh, okay. Reality TV. In or out? I've I've tried to get on Survivor no less than thirteen times. Seriously? <laughs> yes. I, yeah. Come on. It's audition tapes. They're pretty pretty decent. Dude, I I used to be. Uh, it's been a couple of seasons since I've watched it, but I used to. Man, I love Survivor. What's the best Survivor season of all? Uh, God, the was best Survivor Rupert. season of all time. No, not – well, you know what? There was the one where uh, where uh, Rupert stole all the shoes, which is pretty cool. <laughs> then, but then, honest, I mean, honestly, I honestly think the best one is the very the very first one when, when – uh, God, I can't remember her name. But when she goes on that tirade in the last tribal council where she's talking about if he was on fire, she wouldn't pee on him. And if he was a snake in the desert, it just – it was awesome. <laughs> I, I watched that show and said I'm going to be on that show. And how do you I, how do you audition for a show like that? What do you put on the tape? <laughs> oh boy, I was naked in one of them. I know that. <laughs> there's there was it got to a point where there wasn't much I wouldn't do to get in Survivor, and I could lose the weight, so it was awesome for me. It was just uh, yeah. I've but tried they, did they even follow up with you? How far did he I get? I never, I never, ever, ever got a follow up. So. <laughs> I must not look that good naked. I don't know. <laughs> oh, so nice. the 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 best reality show, Survivor. Used it used to be. I think they've jumped the shark. I think it's getting way too. I think they're trying too hard. They're bringing back way too many old characters. Just keep giving. And and it used to be to get on Survivor, you could be anybody. You could be a, an old army vet. You could be a, an ugly white chick. 
now you have to be a, a like a beautiful six pack abbed big breasted female it, it just you have to be like a model or you're you're you already have your sag card to get on survivor so you know i'm quite a fan of like 16 and pregnant but i really enjoy watching like dumpster fires so <laughs> like so i guess there's that <laughs> yeah as far as train wrecks go it's a really great show <laughs> It's not on anymore, but what about Fear Factor? Oh, I used to love Fear Factor. That was my reality show of choice when I was younger. That was, um, uh, but not anymore. I just, uh, it's like Survivor. You've got to be, you've got to be somebody like popular almost to be on Fear Factor anymore. Or like somebody who could be popular. It's not just uh, the guy who's afraid of eating spiders anymore. I am going to, I'm going to now test your geekiness. Uh Oh, have you, have you seen Toy Hunter? Toy Hunter. That is the uh, that is the gentleman who goes around, and it's kind of like American Pickers, only it's just with vintage toys. Guess who's been on that show? Um, you, Willis. Ah, oh, Willis nice. Wheeler. Yep, fantastic. W- Willis has one of the largest collections in America of vintage That's toys. That's not true. That is not true. <laughs> How do you know? It, it is because the largest. I've seen people on Toy Hunter with stuff. More than I do have warehouses of action figures and stuff, so I can't claim that. I will well, he's never only got one warehouse. So, so. Would you would you say that you have the largest personal collection though? Like could that are are you like top five? I, you get- I wish I probably at the bottom fifty, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean even still that's kind of impressive being in the top fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is impressive. So you guys Tell the listeners out there, and I know at least one of you is a fan of this, about LARPs and LARPing and all that jazz. Love it. Oh, man. Where do you want us to start? What is is it? Yeah, help them get Uh, pretend. When when you're a kid, when you're a kid, you have Nerf guns. And then when you get older and you maybe have some some free jack capital and you get to spend some money on on a big Nerf sword you make yourself out of a pool noodle and some PVC, and then you and your buddies form a group to go fight other groups with big pvc pool noodle swords that's mm-hmm. pretty much that's pretty much the uh right. apotheosis and, and of me throw at people and say like fireball <laughs> yes yeah. so, so live it, action yeah. role play yes so yeah start at the beginning pretend we have listeners who have no idea what this is and what you're talking about just give us a little just a little short sample uh it's it's when it's, it's a, basically it's playing make-believe for adults <laughs> nice it, it, that's it, what it is, and it, and it's but it's wonderful. It's 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 an opportunity to really let your inner kid shine through, um, in a way that maybe you haven't done in in ten or fifteen years because of school and bills and and jobs and well, and extracurriculars and other things. But how do you? And I'm not making light. It sounds like I am, but I'm not. But how do you deal with when you shoot a fireball and you say, "I have five points." So I have a pretty strong fireball. How do you deal with the other people saying, "No, you don't. I have a fireball shield." You know what I mean? Like you know how when uh, you're you a get kid, a bigger fireball. Most, <laughs> most people who do it take it seriously enough. Okay. That they know each other's stats before they go in. Oh. And I also believe, um, at, at least in the things that I've seen and participated in, there is some kind of um, dungeon master, game master, referee person there to make judgment calls in the case of people being silly nannies. Okay. Well, my other question then, because you answered it very well, I've always wondered this, is 
doesn't it seem like a lot of work? Because it almost seems like more work as in intellectual keeping my stats than it is actual action as physical action. Um, I, I can take this one really quickly, actually. Okay. Um, it depends on what kind of uh, LARPing you do. There are actually like three major different kinds, um, one of which is just combat. And that's, uh, that's a lot of your martial stuff. That's going to be your swords and shields and things along those lines. Okay. Uh, the second one's where you start to introduce like ranged stuff, uh, such as like bows, throwing knives, axes, and whatnot. And then you get into the, uh, the third level, which is kind of a combination of everything. And that's whenever you have to be very, very meticulous about it. I like being the guy with the bigger sword than the rest of everyone and just going in and, you know, uh, doing slash, work, and slash and doing work like that. Okay. Um, if you were an individual who wanted to go through and memorize everybody's stats and learn every rule meticulously and wanted to do this uh, different, uh, different type of LARPing than me, then uh, that's, that's – you're all about it. Go for I it. I think I'd, I'd, I'd say probably the biggest – LARPing out there. I mean, and, and I, I haven't done it uh, to this level, but it's called Dagohir. Mm-hmm. Uh, D-A-G-O-R-H-I-R. And it is a, it is a statewide, I think maybe even worldwide. Uh, I know it's definitely United States wide. It's all across the states. You, you actually, you pledge your allegiance. You have to pledge your allegiance. You have to pledge fealty to whoever the king is in your, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's like a, it's a caste system. And then you show up to Ragnarok, and there's a huge thousand people strong battle where you hit each other with these swords, and you have shields and helmets, and you're in different groups and guilds, and it's it's on my bucket list, but I haven't been able to pull through on that one yet. See, and I'd also argue that there's um, there's like human versus zombies, which is a, a very sci-fi LARPing thing that that doesn't actually call itself LARPing very often, but. It's kind of like a, a big game of tag played across uh, college campuses uh, nationwide where um, there's like so many original zombies who go out and they're spreading this plague. And um, you've got to be, as a, as a human player, you've got a Nerf gun that um, when it shoots the zombies, it stuns them and prevents them from being able to, uh, to turn you and things like that. And that's a pretty big LARPing uh, event as well that I, I participated in all through school. So I don't know. I miss, there's that too. I, I miss those days, man. Truly yeah. do. Yeah. Humans versus zombies is one of those uh, uh, geek hoodwinks that we pull on people who think they're too cool to be geeks, and so they they uh, they play a uh, tag on college campuses. It's kind of like fantasy football. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the big jock guy in high school who wouldn't play D and D with you loves fantasy football, and little does he know that's just Dungeons and Dragons with with football players. So. Jason, Jason, it was occurring to me listening to this. What's that? That geeks geeks are it's almost depressing that geeks are so interesting and that there are so many people who aren't geeks in this world. Because you know guys when you meet someone and that the person has no interest, there's nothing to talk about with the person. You talk yes. about food totally. or they talk about the sort of exercise they do maybe or their car and they run out of they run out of topics. There's nothing if See, this is the probably talk about the the, the the high school football star. That's you know I don't I don't want to disparage. I love athletes. I love sports, but so many people and some of them become quite successful in our world. That's what's maybe unfortunate about the world. You can have people who are so uninteresting, who are so one-dimensional, who go on to do great things, but people who ha- people who are geeks, there's nobody more fascinating. 
it's an, and it's sometimes maybe the world we is upside down. It should be the geeks running everything. Instead, we've got these people who can be. It, it's sometimes the superficial, or the people who, who who, you know, just are good at one thing or look a certain way and they achieve success. But don't we have it backwards in this world? Absolutely. I'm gonna play really pretty swelling piano music behind Keith's speech there because that was beautiful. <laughs> it really was. I loved it. No, but it's, think about. I know. I look. I know. I know. It, it's. It, I, I'm getting into cliche territory. But let's go back to high school. You know, who's who's running the world today? Is it is it is it the school president? Is it the head high? Is it the head cheerleader? Is it the most popular kid? Or is it the geeks? Who created Microsoft? Who created Apple? Amazon? Who's working on Wall Street? Who's the president? I mean, and 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 maybe I'm I'm being simplistic about this. Can popular people be geeks? I think they can be now, but historically, the popular people have been anti-geeks, haven't they? Historically, I think you're correct. I was extremely popular in high school. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but. I was also the dude who drug all my buddies to go see the first, the Fellowship of the Ring when it came out. Um, I was the guy who was, I kind of bridged a gap between kids who were unpopular and kids who were popular because I, I was able to, I could talk to the kids in school that people kind of blacklisted for being geeks because I was one of them. Mm. It just so happened that I, I wasn't, but, uh, but that, that's exactly what it, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a stigma that, luckily as of late has been being broken and that's i mean and that's awesome i mean i i i love the fact that i'm a geek and i love i love finding other people who are geeks and don't know it a and geek, then, and, a and, geek and a, that. anyone who listens to this show will know will recognize that a geek is an interesting person who, that's pretty who, much all it is a geek is someone who reads book reads books who who follows cinema who has varied interests, who can talk about various subjects on a podcast for an hour and a half without taking a breath. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> well done, Keith. That's exactly right. Now, guys, so just I got a couple more topics I want to hit on before we wrap up here. So first of all, um, let's talk about Comic-Con and your thoughts on that. Uh, on Comic-Con? Yes. It's awesome. Never yep. been there. Also on my bucket list. Dream goal. Yep, definitely. Because awesome. I haven't been there either, but my understanding is that that it's a lot of lines, like worse than Disney World, and and like you, so you pick a line, you pick a line, and you wait in it, and then you go see the presentation on whatever it is. But it really seems like you're not getting the value you know for the waiting. You know what, though? Honestly, uh, I, I haven't been to a Comic-Con yet. It's up there for me. Uh, I've been to Gen Con, and I've been to a lot of other conventions. Waiting in lines, to me, is kind of like half the adventure. There are so many really cool people that you can meet out there. I mean, like you were talking about, uh, geeks just being you know, people with all sorts of wild passion and interest – um, being able to sit there and you know meet new people and make new friends and you know get people's different perspective on all of these things that you're really passionate about, it definitely like adds to the experience. You may not be able to sit in the room and listen to you know uh, Stanley or Robert Downey Jr. talk for you know the hour that you were planning on it, but y- you really really get a lot out of the experience. Well, just a side note on that. That was a great answer, by the way. 
um, they started doing Comic-Con in Salt Lake City, and it was a huge hit. So it's going to start becoming a thing here. And if you guys, if you three come out to that, I'll put you up. You can stay in my house. <laughs> We'd love to. They're actually uh, they're also getting ready to do a Comic-Con Indianapolis, from what I hear. So same for you guys. By all means, stop in this way. Nice. And Washington, D.C. will have their second Comic-Con in April. They had their first one last April, and it was a blast. I love them. I think we we just got back uh, in August. We went to uh, Gen Con, uh, the the largest gaming convention. Uh, What is it, Rob, in the world? In the world, absolutely. Uh, Uh, Gaming as in uh, board games, for the record. Board games, card uh, games. It was it was really really awesome. I, uh, it, it really because, was. Well, who doesn't like cosplay girls for starters? And then oh yeah, <laughs> and then to to to, to play. Uh, you know, we played a game called Duke by Catalyst Games. Which, if you haven't played it, go go find your nearest game retailer and buy the game of Duke. It's chess for people who uh, don't want to play chess. <laughs> <laughs> but they had a they had a board that was maybe. 36 foot by 36 foot. Oh yeah, it was the pieces, massive. The pieces were the size of a were the, like a windshield and it was <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, okay. So um anything else on Comic-Con before I ask you the next I'll, I'll just chime in. I went to Canadian Comic-Con and it was so lame. Um I mean there were people like There's a joke there were, in there somewhere. No, no, no joke. <laughs> <laughs> but do you ever screech for, screech from Saved by the Bell? Yeah, Dustin Diamond. Yeah, not that I, you know, Screech was cool in a way, but like Screech was was the biggest star there, so it really wasn't. <laughs> it it really wasn't um, the eighteen. Not a big draw. No. Did you know that during Comic Con, this last Comic Con, um, Brian Cranston walked around the the big exhibition hall in a Heisenberg mask? No, no it was way. in a it was in a, it was in a Walter White yes. mask. He yeah. just walked around in a mask of his own face all day long, and no one knew it was him. Oh. And then when he got when he got to the Breaking Bad, um, panel I guess panel he uh, he took the mask off. Did nice. you guys love Breaking Bad? Oh yes, yes. With, with every beat of my heart. Is it? Be- so- Did you love it more than The Wire? Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Same. Controversial. My the all time greatest show. I think you know we you know we were talking about Game of Thrones earlier. I mm-hmm. loved I loved season one of Game of Thrones. The last season though, I hated the ending. What? Uh, have what? you read the books though? No, that's a problem. That's what my daughters say too. I haven't read. I know if I uh, had, yeah. I would see, like. But I, see, for those of us who read the books, the uh, that season ending was um, everything. It was like want. it was like coming into existence for us because we we all <laughs> could not wait. To see the looks on the faces of our friends who were having their hopes dashed. I remember the first time that I read that scene. Uh, it was a couple months before that, uh, before it came to out. And uh, I was sitting here with Ryan and Joe uh, reading my book. And I had just finished that chapter. And I might have went to another chapter or two. And threw my book across the room. Just yelling and ranting and screaming just how awful it was. And you can't help but pick up and keep reading. Because George R. R. Martin's just absolutely captivating. He always manages to create another character that you're going to fall in love with. Only to kill him off again. Keith, you're what we would call an unsullied uh, some someone who uh, hasn't read the books, and uh, I I had uh, I had about six unsullied at my house for the uh, for the red wedding, and it was it was everything I could do to not weep with nope, joy. 
I may be I may be unsullied, but I really enjoyed the Red Wedding episode. Episode was classic. Oh was man, awesome. it was so good. It was it was really good. But Breaking Bad still better than Game of Thrones. It is, and I and it it hurts me to say it, but it's also better than Lost, which for the longest time yeah. has been my my tentpole for TV. And, and I and it, I hate to agree with them, but I have to. You know, for a it, while Dexter was up there. For a while, I I really thought Dexter may be in the pantheon of all time great TV shows. Uh, what did you think of the last one of season? Dexter was awesome. Well, Willis was the smartest guy. Willis actually just watched the final episode of the final <laughs> season, and he didn't like it, and so he he, he left it there. Oh, um, I wish I'd started with the final episode as well, and I wouldn't have watched, I wouldn't have wasted the time on the other episode. So I it left it left me underwhelmed the final the, the final season, but mm-hmm. the first five or six seasons I really enjoyed. Oh, they're great. Yeah, Keith, you're a you're a political guy of sorts, I think. Okay, yeah. After yeah. this, um, have you watched any of Netflix's House of Cards? I loved it. It's God, amazing. Is that, that's one of those shows that is also up there where I, uh, I have a hard uh, time. And, and just as proof that Netflix loves us, season two comes out on Valentine's Day. Cannot wait. <laughs> I think Kevin Spacey is uh, one of the all-time great actors. I think he might, oh. he might be the Laurence Olivier of this generation. Yeah. All right. yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But think about his body of work. Everything from American Beauty to House of Cards. Is there a more versatile actor today? Look at the 14 minutes he was in the movie Seven, and it was it stole the show. <laughs> yeah. Was it only 14 minutes? Right. You're right. I kind of pulled that number out of thin air, but it seems right. <laughs> yes, yes, very good. <laughs> What's in the By the box? way, I've, I've said, I've said this to, I, I have said this to Willis and Jason before. I think Seven is one of the scariest movies ever. It's yeah. tremendous. See, and that's the going back to the horror movie thing. That's the horror movie I'm into. Yeah. See, if Insidious could reach that level, I'd probably like more horror films. Yeah, well, I'd call Seven. A, <laughs> I'd call Seven a thriller, but it's definitely scary for sure. I mean, his wife's head was in the box. Spoiler. Man, oh. Spoiler alert. <laughs> by the way, by the way, guys, I, I, I've never been a spoiler. <laughs> who is Kaiser? Who is Kaiser Spose? That's right. <laughs> okay, so real quick, you guys. Um, what about Star Wars Episode Seven? What do you cannot, cannot wait? No, I I'm all about it. I think J.J. Abrams is going to do uh, amazing work, mostly because he's uh, getting ready to ascend to master of all that is sci-fi. As soon as he starts doing Doctor Who or Battlestar Galactica, I think. But I can wait. So even no, I, even though be- Disney's involved, that that didn't. You know I, it. Uh, it just, well, you know wait. Disney owns Marvel now too. So yeah. Uh, it dissuaded me initially, but, uh, after hearing JJ Abrams being on board and hearing some of the other side projects that, uh, Star Wars is getting ready to do, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think JJ Abrams is so overrated. Tell me what he's done that's so great. Star Trek, period. Star Trek Lost, I think both of them are phenomenal. He Uh, screwed up Lost. Lost could have been a masterpiece. Yeah. I thought it was. I I was going to say, I thought it was. I thought season I thought season season one was net, was a masterpiece, um, and I think it, then it just went sort of off the rails progressively. So, so what did you think about the Star Trek series? Uh, both of those that have come out so far. Good, good, but not not amazing. Good. No, they're See, very I, good. I think I, I, I disagree. Think as far I think Star Wars goes with the new Star Wars episode seven. I think um, all I have to say is Jar Jar Binks, and that is what scares me to death. <laughs> 
Exactly. I, I don't think that will happen with J.J. Abrams, though. He's so he's such a geek himself. He's so passionate about it that, I mean, it really shows through in his work. Star Trek, to me, both of them were, were very, very good. The second one especially, Into Darkness, was, was mind-boggling. I, I remember waiting all the way uh, until it, it finally got released. The Benedict Cumberbatch was playing the villain that he was playing. I was checking it you know, day and day and day, waiting for that information to come out, and it finally got released. It was, it was perfect. It was brilliant. I know Willis so. is probably a big J.J. fan, but I'm not. So Willis? Well, I never really sat down and watched Lost. I watched like one or two episodes and I was like, that's not my bag. I enjoy both Star Trek movies and you gotta think, George Lucas didn't really have that much a good idea when he came with Phantom Menace. And I guess because everybody kind of knew what was going to happen at the end of the trilogy... A lot of people felt it was kind of lackluster, but I understand what he was going for because now, he, I, I I will say this if you don't mind me interjecting. Uh, the Star Wars, like the 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 original trilogy, kind of picked up in the middle of the Star Wars series. Right. Uh, there are like oh, did 12, it? Rob? <laughs> yeah, there are like there are like twelve or fourteen episodes of Star Wars written out, and. Uh, the ones that they started off with, they started off with the uh, the rebellion and the civil war, uh, which Lucas only picked because he thought that would be the one that would be the most captivating. I can understand why the prequel trilogy kind of flopped the way that it did, but uh, I think that it was good in its own right. Do you think it would have flopped if they had started earlier? Um, Out of curiosity, I just got to know. You know, honestly, I don't know. I've never sat down and thought about that. If you they would have started with them. How I feel about it, I feel if they had just made part two or three and left part one out of the equation, I think more people would have enjoyed the movies a little bit better because part one, Phantom Menace was really kidding and Jar Jar ruined the experience for a lot of people. Yes. I feel if they would have started off with Anakin being a little bit older, a lot of people wouldn't have as much sour taste in their mouth of the trilogy, the original prequel trilogy, as it if it was with not having Phantom Menace in the equation. And how about Epis- episode one should have been Obi Wan, Darth Maul, and Qui Gon Jinn lightsaber fight, and then ended. That should have been the whole. That should have been fifteen minutes. That should have been the whole the whole episode. Yes, I can give you that. Or have Darth <laughs> Maul in it for more than five seconds. Oh my! Oh, that's the one. That made me nuts. No, it was worse than Jar Jar Binks, even because <laughs> as bad as I hated him, I, I was I was just heartbroken that we didn't get much Darth Maul. Anyways, Same. anyways, okay, Willis, you're gonna bring us home tonight. We're gonna wrap up because I want to hear what you because <laughs> your segment has intrigued me, Willis. Um, we haven't really done our usual type of segments tonight because it's been so wild and crazy, but I want to make sure we get this in and then we'll wrap. But uh, Willis, tell us what's going on in Willis's world. Well, in Willis's world, I have discovered a store that a lot of geeks might like to go to if they have one in their area. And the name of the store is Five and Below. Everything in the store is $5 and below. They have electronics. You can get stuff for your iPhones, chargers. They have DVDs, Blu-rays. They have candy. They have fitness equipment. You can get T-shirts. 
And my favorite thing, they have action figures. You can they have a lot of Marvel action figures and my favorite nice. Transformers nice. five and below. A lot of the action figures in there that they still selling at the Walmart and Toys Us for fifteen and twenty dollars. You can get them from there for five dollars. You can get your DS, 3DS games. They have them in there for five dollars. And if you go in with about sixty dollars, you can make out like a king. <laughs> hey Willis, do you have the Ravage? action figure the one that transforms into a little cassette tape from like the early 80s that toy do you have that i had I still a, do i had a bootleg joint i never did get the original well we will one of you guys send me that because <laughs> i'm <laughs> i had that toy and i loved it but i anyway. still got my sound wave but i don't have my um buzz saw that came with it can you impersonate sound waves voice from the 80s cartoon nope i don't have a voice model later on me Oh, I love that. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, will you will you do Hannibal for the guys? I'm tired of doing Hannibal. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not tired of you doing Hannibal, though. Okay, <laughs> since I got more than one request for this, I will have to bust out with this. Is this Clarice? Well, hello, Clarice. <laughs> awesome. Well done. Excellent. Well done. So, so guys, we did we did get a listener feedback I wanted to get to real quick. This is from Christian, and he said, "I hope the crew's doing fine." I just noticed. Um, I just listened to the latest show. I've been saving them to listen to during work, and I've had to work over ten hour shifts at my warehouse. And the donut show is among those that make my long days bearable. I'm glad you guys liked my review. I'm happy to help the show in any way possible. And if you're wondering, iTunes asked me for a username, so I chose the name of my favorite shirt band. Shirt brand, sorry, I'm butchering it. It's Korean. I'm not even sure how to pronounce it myself. Anyway, I'd like to thank all three of you for your generosity, and I was genuinely surprised. If your offer still stands, then I gladly accept it. Thanks again, and hope hope you keep recording. What do you think about that, you guys? Thank you, Christian. Yeah, Thank the, you, Christian. That was from a few weeks ago, so I, I feel terrible. I need to review what our offer was. But but whatever it was, Christian, it still stands. <laughs> yeah, let, let me know. <laughs> That's we, right. have to, we have to send them something. Yeah, I think so you're going to send them I want to tell you something, Jason. What's We've that? had many great shows. Yes. Our three special guests tonight have made this the best show ever. Agreed, 100%. Guys, you have to oh. have your own podcast. Seriously. Uh, and thank I, you and guys up, so much. The three of us. Only if you guys come on the show. <laughs> no, no. More than that, we want to be part of it. So let, after this show, maybe we can talk about it. <laughs> Sounds good. Absolutely. When you guys are gigantic and famous, make sure you plug all the different podcasts that that we do, huh, Willis? <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll sell shirts if you want. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so great. Well. Um, this, this was a tremendous show. I totally agree with everything Keith just said. This is our 17th episode and it is my favorite. You guys have been tremendous and I hope that you'll come back for real. And anytime, anytime you want either one or all of us, we're here, man. <laughs> you really are. I've got to ask two, two final questions. Are geeks into wrestling? Professional? I'm talking or like, like WWE wrestling. Uh, not like much. like like Arn Anderson is that like what are we going <laughs> the brainbusters? Like I know I'm just trying to confirm that because Willis may not actually be a certifiable geek then because he's really into WWE. You know I would I would argue I would argue that there is enough of a uh, a storyline within WWE 
that if that is something that you geek on, it's definitely geek worthy. Okay, and the, and the last question is because um, Willis really likes video games. I'm sure you guys do. Mm-hmm. Willis, you tell them what is the greatest all-time video game, and I'd like to hear their reactions. Um, I got a cross between Super Mario 3 and Mega Man 2. You know what was cool about Super Mario 3? Is what? that the, the whole concept that it was nothing more than a play that you showed up to watch. All the props were screwed into the wall. There was the big, the big curtain that came down. Yeah, it was all. It, it was all. Uh, uh, while you were playing a game, the concept is you're just watching the Mario Brothers in a play about their past adventures, and that was awesome to me. I would agree with that. I also love Mega Man. He's one of my absolute favorite Nintendo characters. Wow! Nice. All right, good. Jason, because I said I'd only ask two questions, you have to ask them to wrap up the show what their favorite donuts are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's get it. We do like to talk about our favorite donuts from time to time. So uh, let's hear it from you, Rob. What's your favorite donut? You know, honestly, I'd have to give it to an apple fritter. Oh, okay. uh, It's just always, uh, I I read Dexter and loved it, and it's just something I've always really grooved on since. So, (laughs) okay. (laughs) What about you, Rye? What's your favorite donut? There is a local donut shop that makes a bacon maple cake donut and it is uh it is tough to beat it's that's best a bacon. Hi- that's a hit that's a hipster place don't geeks hate hipsters? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. geeks hate hipster geeks i think is what it is but just plain hipsters we're fine with okay <laughs> uh, they, make a, they make a bacon maple donut that i love but i also just like a regular old chocolate cake donut from dunkin donuts nice okay what about you joe um i am a crueler man <laughs> Anytime that you can hook me up with a cooler, I, I'll, I'll eat it. All right. Well, good. Now we know, Keith. There we go. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that just about wraps up episode 17 of The Donut Show. You can join us again next Thursday for another episode. And uh, first and foremost, we got to thank these amazing special guests tonight. want to thank uh, Rob Bass, Rye, and Joe from GeekCast Live. And um, so... Guys, we really want you to put out your plugs and especially your Twitter handles too because I know that's that's part of the, the fun is following you guys on Twitter and we follow all of you on Twitter, by the way. So uh, give out all your plugs, your sites and everything. We'll start with you, Rob. What do you got? Uh, I would be uh, geekcap, uh, at Geekcast Space on Twitter. And uh, if you get a chance to follow our blog, it is uh, geekcastlive.blogspot.com. And uh, if you get a chance to check out our website, it'd be geekharder.com. Okay, thanks. And Rye, what do you got? Uh, at GeekCastRye. And the uh, only other thing Rob failed to mention is that we also have a Facebook group that has about 100 members in it. And all you got to do is search for GeekCast Live and ask to join, and you can uh, join in on the conversation. Sweet. Okay, and what about you, Joe? Uh, I am at Geekcast Joe on Twitter, um, and I'll also throw out there uh, at Geek Girl Joe and at Geek Girl Les are our other two uh, silent members. And um, I believe that's all we've got for now. Mm-hmm. And Girl is spelled with a U. And there's no G E E K G U R L. And there's no E on Joe. But I'll link everything Correct. you guys just said in the show notes. So, listeners, if you want to follow all that, which I highly recommend that you do. You can just go to the show notes for episode 17, and we'll have it all linked there for you. Easy, easy. Okay. And guys, let all of your followers know you're on this podcast. Yeah, please. Most yeah, definitely. We, we have been. 
That's all. Yeah, we they were, have. We were very, very <laughs> excited about this opportunity. So we want to thank you. They've been throwing shout outs, Keith. It was really great. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, listeners out there, you can find all of our previous episodes of The Donut Show at DonutShow.com. And of course, you can subscribe free on iTunes. And we're on Twitter at Donut Show. And by the way, if anybody ever wants to call in and leave a voicemail, and this goes for you three too, uh, we would love to play some voicemails on this show. So call in at 801-382-8789 and leave us a recording and we will play it on this show. No kidding. And um, finally, I just want to go around the horn and see what kind of plugs we have. And uh, Keith, we'll start with you. What do you want to plug? Bee Potion, guys. Check it out. Our new friends, too. Check it out. If you, if you ever get a cold, uh, call me. We'll, we'll hook you up. Seriously. Yep. I back you. Okay, Willis, what do you got? Uh, Twitter handle is NastyWillDC. And, and you follow me on there. You see all my podcasts that I do. Okay, great. And we have them all linked in the show notes as well. And I want to give a special little shout out tonight to uh, The Secession, whose music we used off YouTube for, um, you know, the little swelling music behind Keith's inspirational speech. So (laughs) I'm going to link The Secession in um, the show notes. And seriously, go check out that music. Very cool stuff. And uh, so we thank The Secession for that. And then finally, I just want to let people know my band is playing tonight which is thursday uh, december 5th the dave eaton element we're playing at the hogwallow pub in salt lake city so we got listeners in the area come down we're going to play from nine to midnight it's going to be a good jam so check it out and then natalie's book reviews are now on our website at donutshow.com she put her little mini reviews up you can see them in the links there so that was really cool thanks natalie for doing that and also want you to check out HorrorMoviePodcast.com. Episode 4 comes out tomorrow. And of course, MoviePodcastWeekly.com. And I think that's it. So on behalf of our special guests, Rob Bass, Rye, and Joe of GeekCast Live, and also on behalf of Keith Stein and Willis Wheeler, I am your host, Jason Piles. Thanks for listening and join us again next Thursday for The Donut Show. You're going to love it. You're going to love it.